see jazz hands going. Hold on. All right, we there, got there it. you go. Jordan's doing jazz hands. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. There you go. Sean and Ava doing this is Sean, Sean is not doing jazz hands. Ava's doing it. Sean cheerleader. He's like protesting. There you go. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. I'll do jazz hand. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We are live. Welcome back to episode. I don't know what the hell the number is. Uh, 143 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast live from the Big Daddy Gun Studios. I'm your host, Hank Strange, in case you didn't know. And uh, tonight we are the subject of our show tonight is what the CNN town hall got wrong. Plus, and, and for, for that, for that, we've got this uh, young man here, Jordan, from uh Gun owners of America. Thanks again for having me on, Hank. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for coming on. Jordan's going to update us. We also have these two awesome uh, young people here, Sean Heron and Ava Flanell. Did I get it? Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Uh, okay. You didn't get the fact that Sean's not young. I mean, I'm youngish. Okay. Um, Sean paid me off earlier. Oh, okay, gotcha. Exactly. I was wondering what happened there. Yeah, he paid me <laughs> off to say that he's young. <laughs> yes. This is how I butter Sean up so that I could uh, totally abuse him later. It's like a thing we do. <laughs> it is a thing we do. <laughs> yeah. So mentally, mentally trust, physically, whatever. Yeah. Trust, like, trust me, Ava. We're about to go in. <laughs> we're about to. Well, actually, no. We gotta wait. We gotta get Jordan. And then, <laughs> We got to get that done. We got to handle business and stuff like that. So welcome back to the show. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on tonight. Okay, it's going to be a fun, informative show. We do have some serious business to deal with, which I will get to. I just want to shout out everyone that's in the chat. And I'm going to try to go down that really, really quick here because, you know, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I've got Chris Illog, Michael Bender, um, Sugar Bear. Let's see who else is in here. Um, Sir Cone, Johnny B., uh, Mr. Saving the Day, The Coming Storm, Gorillas and Guns, The Tyvin Show, uh, uh, sorry, Midnight Range TM, Joe uh, Carpenter. I'm up? there. I'm there. Yeah, Sean is in there. Imposter is in there. Uh, Armament and Axis, SoCal Gunner is in there. Let's see. Weston Probst is in there as well. Opt out of gun control. Hamburger Helper is there, and that just made me realize that I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. There's some there's some cool names in here. Uh, Patrick M. Warthog is also in here. So shout out to all those people. Let me see. Brian Quick. I think I said Tango Hunter. Screaming Skull Saloon. And let's see who else. Tactical Toolbox, Ava said. And oh, he's it. Oh, Tactical Toolbox is in there. Shout out to him. Good dude. Yep. Uh, Mr. Rod Mills is in there. A longtime supporter of the channel. And um, I saw Chad N, who I had a conversation with today. Chad, I set my number to you. You should call me, and uh, maybe we'll get into we'll get into what Chad and I were talking about later if we have time. I see Gun Funny is in there. Lola's in there. There's a whole bunch of uh, folks in there. Um, Tony Lobner in there as well. So I'm just I'm just trying to go through this quick. Uh, Kenneth K, music lover. XL Weapon Works is there. They're yes, off. there you go. Yeah, exhale. You you like those guys, right? Me too. Oh, of course I do. Yeah. Um, I've got eyes. I like them. <laughs> right, exactly. Scamp 900. Um, Tom Hausner is in there, uh, like an actual very close personal friend of mine. Tom Hausner, uh, pretty much family, to be honest with you. He's in there. And um, That's what see. you say to everybody, because you just told me earlier that I was family. No, don't. That's a lie. I love it. <laughs> Red Sky, Red Sky's in there, uh, Coffee Guns and Ammo, um, all that, all those good people in there. LB Louis Cypher, if I missed anyone, it's not on purpose. Uh, we'll 
like uh, tell me to shout you out here in the chat and I will get back to you. If you guys have questions, you can hit us up with that before I let Jordan uh, speak here. So Ava is going to be our first official female guest to stay the whole show. We have had um, I think we've we've had a female guest before temporarily for like part of the show. So Ava is going to be the first official one. And then Sean's going to be the second official female guest to stay the whole show. <laughs> See, <right>. Ava? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, guys, yeah, that's the thing is like uh, Regina is my name. I got the bumps up top and down low. We we are open and accepting to everyone, Sean. That's this great. Is- I know. The lifestyles that are locked and loaded, it's, well, there's other lifestyles that Hank lives. (laughs) Exactly. And we'll get into talking about that. So to get to a serious subject, because we've got a bunch of stuff going on, I think we've got CPAP. We've got this ridiculous uh, CNN town hall thing that went down as well. Um, So Jordan wanted to join us and fill us in on that. Jordan, what's going on? Well, thanks again for having me on, Hank. But, you know, I, I'm sure many gun owners and gun rights supporters watch the, the CNN town hall. And I think the the uh, name of this chat is what it got wrong. Well, it didn't get much right. I, I don't I didn't see much going on there that uh, would actually help. You know, at GOA, we said we need to end gun free zones and and pass H.R. 34 Thomas Massey's bill. But, you know, right now, I- I'm telling you, there's a lot of strategy going on at GOA. We're working on ways to to defeat all of this gun control legislation. But what senators and the president need to hear from you is 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 that you oppose every single bit of gun control. Uh, you oppose it all, especially if you live in Florida and, and to contact Marco Rubio. And that's one reason why I wanted to come on with Hank, because I know he's in Florida. And and so if you. So if you can, you want to give Rubio a call and, and just be polite, be professional, but be firm. Uh, you tell him that you, you're a gun rights, uh, gun rights supporter. You own guns if you do. Uh, if you don't, you, you support the Second Amendment and, and you're, you're a constituent of his that votes. And, and you are very disappointed that he made those statements last night in the, the CNN town hall. And that's not to take away from the victims or, or be insensitive to them or certainly sensitive to them. But, you know, taking away rights is, is not a solution. So, you know, he, he squished on, on a lot of issues. He said he's reconsidering uh, uh, magazine size, you know, 30 round standard mags. You know, th- that's very disappointing. He squished on. Um, the age limit, he switched on bump stocks uh, and gun owners in Florida need to call him and need to tell him. And actually I have his office uh, number lined up and I know it's after hours, but you can leave a message. Once you dial the number, I think you hit one and then you can leave your message. And again, be polite, be, be professional and be concise, but be firm. And they really need to hear from you. So his office number is 202 224 three zero four one um you know so if you p- please is is very urgent i mean a lot of guys say what is goa doing for your gun rights well this is what we're doing I, i'm trying i don't know of a better better way to come on and tell people in florida to, to call rubio and tell him you know stop compromising our rights and for that yeah. matter everywhere uh we need calls to to call your senators and, and uh goa we put out two alerts this week um one to the senate and one to trump um, and I, I believe that they're sh- hopefully they're in the description of the video of this video. If they're not, they're on our website um, where you can give Trump a call. You know, just look at the tweets he put out this morning. Very, very disappointing in Trump, uh, you know, wanting to ban bump stocks and raise the age and, and more background checks. None of that's going to work. 
You know, I know he's talking about arming teachers, which is good. We need we need that, but we don't need any of this this other stuff. So so call him, tell him to stand firm, and then email your senators and tell them not one bit of gun control. And uh, the 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 latest alert that we have out is actually specially tailored. I know um, to whether your senators Republican or Democrat. So a lot of people was like, my representative is is you know Diane Feinstein. She's awful on guns. Well, yeah, but we have an alert especially tailored for her to 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 try to get her to not be as anti-gun as she can be. So that we try to make it as easy as possible for you to get up and take action. We're working things on our end. You know, I, we, ha we have people staying here over time uh, to, to fight for gun rights, and we're working on ways of killing this. Um, from our end and, and representing gun owners to to the Congress, but we need your support. We need your grassroots efforts. So so please call an email and uh, and if you want, you can use our links that we provided. So that's really all all my spill, and uh, that's right. all I got. If so there's any so, questions, I'm yeah, happy absolutely. to take. Yeah, Sean, Sean Ava, do you guys have any questions? Uh, no, I don't. I mean. I I didn't really watch it last night. I watched it a little bit of it today, and it, it it was honestly it was it was sickening. It was hard to watch, and just what a what a yeah. slaughter that they yeah. they put him into. I, I know Dana Loesch. While I disagree with her on some of her proposed solutions, I thought for what it was, she did a good job. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I I it was it was very difficult and emotional. Uh, yeah. Event. So that's that's what I wanted to say specifically about the town hall. Um, you know, I know you said at the top that probably a lot of gun guys watched it. I'll, I'll be honest with you, when it comes to CNN and a lot of the media out there, the truth of this is we don't watch those things. We yeah. tuned out of those things a long time ago. Uh, we know where they're coming from. And even after this, there's already news that's out there saying that this thing was all staged. But I don't think you need someone who was there to come out and say that it was staged. You can look at it. It's a it's a complete setup. And I think I agree with you. I don't want to, you know, to for another time victimize the kids or the parents that were there. But it's it's horrible to see these people being used in this way. OK, I mean, they've they've gone through this horrible thing and almost immediately they're they're put up in this situation where they're cheering and clapping and booing and taking out their frustrations on people that didn't do anything to them when the human being the, the broken human being that did this horrible thing exists somewhere. And we're all forgetting that he did this horrible thing. You know, we're forgetting about that. We're forgetting that there are people here that um, that made missteps that did not do what they were supposed to do to protect these children. We're forgetting all these things. And it was basically this big stage where they brought on Rubio and they even they brought on Dana Loesch. It's just to basically berate them and blame them for something that they had nothing to do with. Yeah. And guys like me and, and Hank and, and uh, the We Like Shooting folks, we're not responsible for that madman's actions. You know, just because I own a gun and I carry a gun every day, it, that doesn't make gun owners uh, responsible. And it, don't demonize the guns. I think if we learned anything from this shooting is that one, gun-free zones don't work. And two, you can't rely on the government to protect you because they really dropped the ball. So what we need is we need to uh, restore our gun rights, eliminate these gun-free zones, which enable killers. I mean, 98% of gun-free, of public mass shootings happen in gun-free zones. Yeah, well, and, and the, I don't know. It's tough for me to, there's so many things wrong with it. And I know that, you know, you're here for a limited time, but to see a bunch of people 
sitting up there and the, the sheriff's department that's responsible is there and they're being cheered on. And these guys are the immediate people. If we're if we're going to hold anyone responsible for securing this place, we should hold the school sheriff's department and then go out in circles from there. And those guys are able to completely deflect it onto the rest of us or oh. onto the NRA or anyone else. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that the same sheriff's department that today found that today announced that their sheriff's deputy sat outside, never entered the school, uh, immediately put him on suspension with pay, and then the officer immediately resigned that sheriff's department? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That's great. That's I mean, great. like how I, I, this is it's so crazy. So, um, I, you know, I, for, for the sake of time, for the sake of time, I know that you um, if, if folks have questions or whatever, I'm going to uh, come to yeah, that. I'll, I'll be happy to take some questions. Yeah. Yeah, but let's. But you were also. You said you were at the CPAC. I know I that's was. also going down. Well, I'm, well, I'm so dressed up. <laughs> right. So what's going on there that we oh, need to CPAC, know about? What would you, What would you like to know? <laughs> well, okay. So I know that uh, Wayne Lapierre was there. I mean, there's some other people. Yeah. Well, okay. So there might be some folks who don't know what CPAC is. So. Yeah, CPAC is the Conservative Political Action Conference, and it's a, a major gathering of, of conservative activists and, and conservative groups. So uh, there's a lot of speakers there. There's rally, There's a, a hub with a lot of, of uh, conservative groups. There's uh, trainings people can take. Um, it's just outside of D.C. in uh, the National Harbor in Maryland. Um but it's it's a it's an annual rally. It's been going on I think for forty years. I think. Uh, but you know, I was there today. I was I was in attendance, and uh, I I did see uh, Dana and Wayne speak in addition to uh, our vice president. So okay. Um, anything positive coming out of that, or is it just the same old same old? You know, I again, I don't want to throw mud at other organizations, but you know, I I disagree with some others in the in the gun rights movement about Nick's fix, as as I as I've expressed, and uh, the other gun controls. Um, so so that that's you know our response is we shouldn't give any inch you know, anything for our gun rights or try to fix a broken system that frankly should be abolished. So, okay, all right, so um, Sean. Um, and also, Ava, you guys feel free to jump in here. Are there any questions that you that you want to ask Jordan or also, you know, you guys are in Colorado. How are folks seeing this out there? You know, my uh, my friends list on Facebook is fairly varied because I don't like to live in an echo chamber. So I kind of want to see all different portions of the, you know, of the discussion that's going on. Uh, I don't know. People in Colorado, we've we've had our own problems recently. Uh, we just had, you know, we've had police get shot. We've had a couple uh, spree killers here. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, outbursts or anything else like that. You know, 70 miles north of us, we have Denver, Colorado, which is, uh, you know, our state capital, but also the liberal stronghold or one of them in our state. And, you know, we've seen th some things where they've been they've been trying and trying and trying to infringe on our rights even more. And it's been happening, you know, after Las Vegas. Uh, we have a 15 round mag limit ban in the state already. Now in Denver, Colorado, they've actually taken away the grandfather clause. So they're just completely illegal. Even if you owned them before July 1st, 2013 in Denver, they are now completely 100% illegal. They've banned bump stocks in Denver. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things. We've got three real places in Colorado that are those liberal strongholds. We've got Denver, Colorado, Boulder, and Fort Collins. And unfortunately, they are, they are uh, very small parts of our state, but very, very influential in the future of our, of our gun policies here. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
you know, do you guys, how do you look at this? You know, how do you look at this situation? Do you think that it's going to get worse? You know, you're going to lose more and more things here. Do you think that this is making people activate and, and get away from their the apathy? Because I think basically before before Trump got elected and then especially when he got elected, there's this increasing amount of apathy where people think that because there's a supermajority and you've got Trump in the White House, that no new gun laws are coming. Are you guys seeing that or are you seeing people waking up? Well, if, if I could uh, hop in on that, sure. you know, like right now, the, the reason why I came on is because we need grassroots calls going out right now, you know, because Trump's tweet uh, this morning, which was, you know, like, like I referenced, none of that's going to work. And, and sadly, that is you know, what we're seeing kind of is it's making some Republicans more weak need. So that's mm-hmm. why gun owners need to call and tell them stand firm, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's why I came on, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something, yeah. th- something about it. So, yeah. So let's look, okay. So let's talk real briefly about the tweet. If you guys want to do that. Um, I think one, he, he's, you know, he called for teachers to be armed in the schools Okay, and then he t- he called to uh, raise the age limit to buy a firearm, right? And then what was the other thing? Uh, mental health, or was it pre- was it uh, protecting the schools? Uh, I'm see if I can get it. I I got it pulled up right here. Um, yeah. So I, I can read it off if you like. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, this is from his Twitter feed. Um, I will sh- I will be strongly pushing for comprehensive background checks with an emphasis on mental health. Raise the age to 21 and end the sale of bump stocks. Mm-hmm. Congress is finally in a mood to do something on this issue. I hope. You know, right. the only thing Congress should do is pass HR 34 to end gun free zones. You know, uh, that that's what we've said all along. Um, you know, but sadly, again, you know, the, you know, the president does have some power over the, the lawmakers and it's it's kind of making some some of the, the lawmakers weak need. And I think a great example of that is sadly Rubio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you guys want to jump in on any part of this, please, you know, feel free. Like this is pretty much how we do it. We, we you know, we just we you know, we, we just say what we have to say here. So. Um, I think that none of those things is going to do anything. I think if you if teachers, right, if teachers, you know, you're saying, okay, this is a solution. Most of these teachers, if you look at the town hall, the teachers are saying that they don't want to do it. I believe that there probably are teachers who want to do it. Yeah, that's that's not a solution to this thing. And I'm sure that's a very small majority. I know a ton of teachers and uh, most of the ones I'll say I'll say a super majority of the people that I know that, that teach in schools absolutely want the opportunity or the option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've trained a lot of schools, even in Colorado, the district can approve it. And there's a lot of schools that are starting to carry the teachers. Yeah. Right. And um, there are there's schools around that don't want to. Yeah. And I don't think we should force teachers to carry guns. If someone doesn't want to do that, then, then that's fine. You know, just like, you know, we advocate for constitutional carry or, or whatever. You know, we, we don't force people to carry guns. We, we never advocate for that. It's obviously a decision and one that should be um, uh, not taken lightly and done responsibly. But again, like like what y'all just said, we should have the option to. Yeah. And why, why, why do teachers not, I mean, that, so that's a, that's a thing right there. And I think one of the things I don't like when it happens is when we put everything in the same bucket, right? So I think it's a separate thing of whether or not teachers should be able to do that. 
right? And guns used to be in schools. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, people here can remember it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Um, I'm not that old, Hank. Come on. <laughs> well, and I've said this before. You know what? Here's what I think about the whole school issue, if we want to separate that issue. One of the things I think that's happening in America is that people in America believe when they look at other countries, it's almost like another planet and they don't think anything that happens in other countries can happen here. At this point, you know that there is no such thing, right? Anywhere there's human beings, anything can happen. I went to school um, outside of America, specifically I went to school in Africa and Nigeria, where in the exact area where Boko Haram is operating right now. I mean, I think they just recently attacked a school in the last day or so. And they had to they had to have armed guards on the campus of the school. You know, this is not this is not a new thing. So I don't like why are people you know, what what dreamland do people in America want to live in that they just want to go? No, we're going to wave a magic wand and a school is going to become a safe place and no one's going to go there and do anything bad. And then at the same time, we're going to go take the most valuable things to us and have them in this place five days a week. How do you how do you think that no one decides to attack that place? What makes you think that that place should not be guarded? You know, that's that's the that's the the weird, crazy thing yeah. to me that's happening. When I saw Mike Pence today, I had to go through a metal metal detector and and empty out my pockets. And there were a lot of people with AR-15s or maybe M4s. I didn't get a, a close look. Um, and, and certainly handguns around protecting my, my pets. We, we protect our politicians with guns and we protect our kids with a sign that says no guns are allowed here. And mm-hmm. That just baffles my mind. We protect our banks with yeah. our yeah. guns. Well, I mean, and how many times do you see like courthouses, um, you know, just everything. All, we reject everything that have guns. never been shot up because they're obviously yeah. there's people that you you can't even get through with a firearm. So yeah. I don't understand why they didn't secure why they're not securing all, you know, all schools. Yeah, I mean, it is as not, well as they should. I agree, and it's not just about. I mean, it's it's all in how we frame things, right? It's not just teachers carry guns in schools. We need to reframe that. We need to say qualified individuals with the proper exactly. amount of training and temperament. Uh, carry in schools, you know, that's how we should be framing it. Cause yeah, some teachers don't want to do that. They don't want to take that responsibility. And, and I support really that. Aren't mentally all there. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, honestly, there's, there's a lot yeah. of teachers that I've had that I'm like, I, I would never give them a gun. Right. That, um, I mean, that's just like generally just I how it is. That, yeah. And I think that that's just with the general population. There's some people that just, yeah. So I mean, are just mentally unstable. I think we right. reframe it and say qualified individuals with training and, and, and background and temperament uh, are the ones that should carry guns in schools. Then you want to talk about let's of course re- it should be done responsibly. There's yeah. there's no doubt there. But you know, we don't need more laws to come in and say, you know, you can't carry here. You know, so yeah, that's that's my comment on that. So yeah. And then yeah. We've, we've got the age thing. Sorry, Hank. We've got the age yeah. thing, 21. And I'm like, you know what? That, that, Okay, cool. L- let's do that. But we we better damn well raise the age that our that our sons and daughters can go into the military. Because yeah. if you're going to be out there defending our country, you better damn well be able to defend your life on our own soil. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. And uh, here's another thing: What are we going to add to age? Are we going to say that you have to be 21 years old to have an abortion, regardless of what you believe on that? Are we going to say that? You know, are we going to keep adding age things? 
you know, at what point are we going to say that that someone's an adult, like you just said, and they can go, you know, fight for their country, die for their country. You're going to put a gun in their hand for them to do that. What they do there makes everyone free so people can can have town hall meetings and we could do what we're doing and everyone can do that. And then you can't do it. And then even more than that. So this guy was 19. So we're going to set a limit at 21. What happens when a 22 year old does it? Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's 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 trying to chase a moving target. Yeah, um, it's arbitrary. You know, we can vote at 18. You know, I, I'm sure Democrats wouldn't like the, the raising the voting age because they would lose a lot, a lot of their demographic. But, you know, we can vote. We can serve our country. You know, our, our society has deemed that 18 is the age of adulthood, you know, and, and that's that's when, you know, that that should be the standard. You know, you. You should be able, a man. What if someone gets married when they're when they're young? You know, apparently I'm the young guy here. You know, you know what if what if someone gets married when they're 19? You know, can he not protect his family? Yeah. You know, can he not? Can he not hunt? Can he not go yeah. buy a rifle to hunt? You know, if he if he lives somewhere by himself, can he not protect himself? Well, the answer that we're saying is no. Not yeah. until you get to 21 years old and. What the hell is that going to do? How is that yeah. going to stop an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, uh, a 15-year-old? How is that going to stop them from taking advantage of someone else, like a neighbor, a friend, yeah. a police and, and, officer? How are we going to stop them from, uh, from doing something to that person, poisoning them or doing some other horrible thing and then getting access to what they have? It's not. We can't do anything. You cannot figure out. It's like with the whole mental health thing, which I'd like to talk about a little bit and see what, you know, Sean and Ava think about this and, and you as well, Jordan. But, you know, you can't predict who's broken that way 100 percent of the time. So I'm not saying if you have warning signs, you shouldn't deal with that. Of course, you should deal with it. But the whole slippery slope about the mental thing is a person can go crazy really fast or you could or you they could be crazy and you do not realize it until they decide to do something destructive. Why would we take away the ability in that moment that that person loses it to, to deal with them and stop other people from being harmed? Go ahead. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Honestly, with most of the general population, I don't even want to engage in this debate at all. And normally, I, I love to argue. I'll debate anything with anybody at any time. But here's the bottom line. Someone in January, someone close to the murderer in Florida called into the FBI tip line and said, hey, I have reason, reasonable suspicion that this person is going to be a school shooter. I'm going to go shoot a school. I have just really valid concerns about this. They called in, they did everything necessary. If the FBI would have investigated, they probably would have found evidence that would have stopped this from happening. We had a solution in place. The solution failed. So the solution now is not to go and chase other things down and, and let our emotions rule the day. Uh, until someone talks about FBI uh, control and reforming the FBI, because that's where the failure lied in this case. Uh, laid in this case. So I don't even really want to debate gun control on yeah. this because we I have mean, not for the first time, right, Sean? This is not the first time. Without question, not the first time. And look, they have a heavy caseload. I get that. Do I think all FBI agents are, are crappy and don't do their job? Absolutely not. But the system's broken. If they need more headcount to actually uh, keep up with the threats that are coming, coming to us on our own soil, then they, that's what they need to do. And I don't want to talk about gun control. I don't want to waste our time in the Senate or Congress or even the presidency uh, on something that, that we already have everything in place to stop. Yeah. Um, I, I sense that Ava wanted to jump in on that. Ava? Uh, I pretty much, it's funny because Sean and I, we pretty much like, you know, finish each other's sushi, sushi. all the time. So, uh, 
<laughs> but everything that he's saying, I mean, we talk about this like daily. So, um, you know, so he just said exactly basically what I had to yeah. say. The, the problem is, is that we see this and the tragic thing when I was watching the, the listen, I'm telling you that thing on CNN was really terrible to me. You know, I, I don't know how to like how much how much time would it take if your children were murdered? How much time would it take? before you want to go into this huge forum and you want to be standing there with people cheering and booing and, and, and uh, jeering at people and holding people who didn't do anything to you responsible, how much time would it take for you to get there? Because it would take me a long time to get there. If someone did something to, to one of my children, I, I, at that moment, want to get that person and that's it. I that's what I want to deal with. Yeah, it, that actually was kind of sickening to me that there were so many people um, and this was just what, so it's been a week now and it was weird that a lot of them didn't even like break into tears. Like they they weren't like as choked up, but I just think that it was a little weird and I think that it was a little soon because um, right now everybody's just running off of emotions. Yeah, I, I don't know. And they, they call this a discussion, although many, many, many times uh, the people that were standing up on that stage called it a debate. But honestly, it was just it was a it was a firing line. It was yeah. a, an execution. It, it was surreal. I mean, how did we get to this point in America that this happens? And I'm not saying that they, they absolutely have the right. Everyone has the right to get up there and, and speak about whatever they want to. But but what happens? So you you were victimized today. And because you were victimized, you're deciding that you are now going to decide the fate of everyone else, right? Out of 350 million people, you were victimized. You're going to decide the fate of everyone else. What happens when I'm victimized? Do I now get to hold that magic stick and decide your fate? That's, that's the question that you have to ask. I think if, if I'm victimized and I go through this horrible loss, what I want to deal with in that time is the horrible loss. And, and that's all I'm going to focus on. I, I'm not, I'm seriously trying very, you know, very, very, very hard to not like try to come down on these people because I understand what happened to them. But it, I'm really, really mad at places like CNN and all these people that put this thing together and set these people up in this way because I think in the future, they're going to look at this and say, what the hell did we do? And we already have someone that's saying, yeah, I couldn't do this. This was all scripted and staged. It's been uh, almost five years since my sister died just suddenly and unexpectedly. And I honestly can't even say her name right now with almost bursting into tears. But these people are standing on stage in front of a bunch of people. And look, I get it. When she died, I wanted to scream to the heavens because like I was angry and I was upset and I didn't understand why she had to go. But they're standing on the stage and there's just, it was accusation after accusation and, and uh, talking point after talking point after talking point. And yeah, exactly right. Like how this is, it was a circus. It was a circus for them to feel better about the loss that they had experienced. How, how was that different? How was that different than from getting, just going and grabbing someone and putting them in the town square and then stoning them to death or burning them on a pyre? Because, you know, we feel that they're the witch that, that cast a spell on the town. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and honestly, like say what you will about Rubio. Like I'm not a huge Rubio fan, although at one point in history I was, but that that's a tale for another day. But 
uh, hated a lot of the things he said, but you wouldn't, you would have never got me on that stage. I don't care if it was my job. I don't care if they were my, my constituents. I would not have gotten on that stage because we all knew exactly how it was going to go. And yeah. we were not surprised. Right. I think there's one reason why he went on the stage. And I know what you're saying. This made me dislike Rubio more. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he got on that stage because he would do anything to become president. That's that's my personal belief. You guys can hate me for that. But that proved to me that he's willing to do anything to become president. Yeah. To get to to get on that stage right now and 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 you know and say, "Oh guys, I'm going to stand up here and take this from you." Do you think that he, like some part of him thinks that people are going to go, "This guy's a hero." And then and when when voting comes around, they're going to go, "No, we're we're not going to vote for Oprah. Let's get Rubio in there." And I think of it this way. Trump promised us a lot of things and made a lot of us believe that he was going to be tough, uh, tough for the Second Amendment. And now look what happened. Imagine if we get someone like Rubio in there who's already wishy-washy. Imagine how they're going to be under pressure. Yeah, I think we're I think we're um, we're doomed. Um, so let me just go to Jordan real quick. I don't know how much time you have, Jordan. Let, let us know uh, when you have to step out of here. Because Yeah, I, I don't want to take away from y'all's discussion, um, but right. I just I, you know, I just wanted to get those points. And any questions people have in the chat, uh, yeah. feel free to let me, fire let me Let me take a look at the chat, Sean. Ava, if you guys can look at that. I know I've got one question here. Is the GOA planning a march on Washington uh, with the gun community? We are focused on employing the um, most effective strategies to stop all this gun control right now. And and right now, the most effective strategy is to call um, your your senators and call Donald Trump. So if, if a rally is uh, um, effective in the future and we believe that, we'll certainly be involved in organizing that. But right now, you know, today we need people to call and email uh, Trump and the senators. Okay, absolutely, guys. And um, I don't know, Lola, if there's any questions or if you guys see any. Um, we do have a link in the description. You, you put the link that the uh, the links that Jordan had in the description, right? So those links are there. Also, there's a link in there for the GOA that you can sign up for a year. It's usually 20 bucks. You can sign up for 15 bucks. Um, and the thing about it is, you know, I don't get anything out of this. I don't want to get anything out of it other than for you guys to support the GOA, because I think we need people who are going to block all these things that happen. Personally, I feel there's a lot of, uh, politicians and organizations that are making deals, backroom deals that we're not party to, and we don't want to be party to, and we need an organization like the GOA pushing back. So, um, do you guys see any questions for Jordan in there? I'm going to I know Lola is throwing one up. Uh, OK, Lola's telling me to thank Jordan. I, I think I think pretty much people here, you know, um, they agree with us. <laughs> well, well, I want to thank you, Hank, for, yeah. for coming on. I, I know it was kind of short notice, but this right. is I, thank you and thank to everyone. And to, I just guys, I just ask, please contact him. You know, uh, I'm here to to activate you and, and try to, uh, you know, let the senators and Donald Trump know that gun owners who are a big supporter of, of his to to not compromise and to not give in. And none of that's going to going to work out. Yeah. So, um, Chad N wants to know real quick before you go. How was uh, Ted Cruz today? I, I le actually left before he, he came on. I, okay. I actually I had to get back to the office. There was a, I did interviews before this and I had to take care of some other things. So I, I didn't get to see him, actually. So. Right. OK. And, and you know what, Jordan, I, I know you have to go. So uh, please come back. Let us know yes. if there's things you need to talk about. Keep updating us and keep us uh, 
you know, aware of what's going on here. And hey, Jordan, I just became a member of Gun Owners of America. Thanks for all the hard work you're doing. Thank you so much. Y'all don't know how much that means to us. I mean, for everyone who joins, it's like it's like you're you're joining our family. You know, you're you're on our team, and and we're we're so grateful. And our power lies in you. You you, you y'all are, are our strength. In fact, before I go, there's one thing. Our alert that goes to the Senate. You know, NBC uh, commented on GOA and our effectiveness of of snuffing out gun control, and, and we put that right on our members. So they are the true uh, grassroots people um, that that you know that give us the power. They amplify our our voice and our strong stand in D.C. So again, if there's no other questions, I think I'll, I'll sign off and let y'all have the rest of the time. But uh, again, you know, if you want to join, uh, Hank has the link in the description. Uh, or whatever, and you can like GOA on Facebook and follow on Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter is uh, Jordan K. Stein. Um, if you want to follow me on there, I'm very I'm very active on there. But uh, but yeah, and again, thank uh, to you, Hank. Thank you so much. It you're means welcome. a lot to me, and just we are very grateful for this. Thank yeah, you. you're you're welcome, Jordan. I'm here for this. The reason why I'm doing this is for this purpose, and um, uh, I'll try to you know get some info to Sean as well mm-hmm. if if. You know, Sean, if you're interested in having Jordan on, is is uh, uh, share my contact info. Yeah, I'll do that. Very cool. Yeah, love to. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Jordan. All right, I'm gonna sign out. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. Yeah, I, I go ahead. What was that? I said, what a smart young man he is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He is, though, for his age, he's pretty smart. Uh, yeah, I. You know what? And it gives you hope that there are. Uh, let me make sure I'm staying close to the mic. Not all the kids are his age are eating Tide Pods. That so some of them are actually, you know, doing. <laughs> yes. Okay, you but also, you also eat my sushi. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it. she just eats. She might be an alien. She's just eating everyone's sushi. <laughs> Did we love sushi? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, one one of the things I wanted to say is that what he was alluding to there with the GOA, and it's really true. There's a, there's this video that's going around with all these um, politicians and people, you know, late night news and everything, saying how horrible the GOA is. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I haven't. I try to avoid the news at all costs. Yeah, but basically, that's who they're afraid of. They they say they prefer the NRA over the GOA because the GOA does gives them no quarters. You know, and there's a video out there. I have to. Tr- I'll try to find it and share it with you guys. Or if anyone knows the video I'm talking about, uh, put it in like try to put it in here or send it to me or Lola or something because it's really funny to see all these politicians complaining about the GOA and not complaining about the NRA, and it's an indication of what we need to do here. So. Um, okay. Now that being said, um, let's, you know, thanks guys for coming on. I know that like when we made plans for you guys to come on, we didn't necessarily, you know, I don't know. I think some of this stuff was going on obviously at the time, but we didn't realize that it was going to just keep getting deep, you know, deeper and deeper every day. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Oh man. Glad to be here. Yeah. And I think folks out there would like to know, um, you know, to, for you guys to tell us about both about what you do. I'm most interested, Sean, uh, don't take this personally. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I'm most most interested in Gun Funny and Ava and, you know, what she has going on. Oh, well, thank you. Finally, I get the spotlight. No. <laughs> yeah, because Sean, because Sean is an attention whore. He is. I am not. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm an attention whore as much as Hank. Oh, wait, I am an attention whore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So tell, tell us about Gun Funny, Ava. You know, who are you? How, how did you, you know, get into this whole thing? So Gun Funny is, uh, it's a podcast that uh, I started seven months ago. And we are on episode 29, is it now? Yes, 29 next 29. week. Yeah, next okay. week, the 29. So once a week, it's released. And uh, before that, I was a panelist on We Like Shooting. Um, I'm also an instructor. I've been teaching for five years now. And uh, my story is kind of interesting because I only shot my first gun five and a half years ago. So I actually, I was raised around guns, but I grew up very girly. And when I turned 18, I went to school in New York City. I lived there for eight years. And then, um, I mean, if you told me back then that I'd be in the gun community doing what I'm doing, I definitely wouldn't believe it. But Right, cool. Um, what part of New York City were you living in? I lived everywhere. I went to Fordham University. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, so I lived like on the Upper East Side, Midtown, uh, Chelsea, Murray Hill, everywhere, everywhere in the city. I think, uh, yeah, I moved pretty often because, you know, rent's expensive and it's really hard to find a decent apartment. And every time I'd live in one apartment, I'm like, oh, I hate it. I can't wait till my lease is up and I'd move. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how it is. I, I, I yeah. grew up in New York as well. So, yeah, definitely. OK, so you, you know, you said that you did this five years ago. How did you, you know, if you grew up with guns and you wound up in New York and all that, how did you get back to guns? Mm-hmm. So uh, my my parents, they owned a gun store. My mom was an instructor. Um, five, like six years ago, um, my family and I, we were recording a TV show. Um, we were recording the pilot and um, a horrible accident happened. And I lost my mom. Um, and so then I just decided to pretty much leave my life in New York behind. I moved back to Colorado to help my dad with the business. And because my mom was always, it's kind of like your and uh, Lola's relationship. I'd imagine that she's sort of the brains of the operation. You're just kind of the face. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Sean. She, did you see, did you see well, that? Like, okay. That's what so, you get. That's what you get. Uh, so we were, my sister and I were super worried. She was still in college at the time. And we were super worried because my mom always did like all the books and stuff. So I moved back, uh, learned as much as I could about the business. And then... Um, literally a week before, while we were filming, they wanted my mom to teach me how to shoot a gun, of course, on camera. So as if, you know, shooting my first gun wasn't intimidating enough, it had to be on camera. Uh, and I just remember I couldn't rack the slide, like loading the magazines, my nail polish just chipping, like horrible day, you know? And, uh, and the first time I shot, I was just like shooting bullseye after bullseye, just, it was almost like in my blood. And, uh, and then after I moved back and I was helping my dad with the business, I figured it was about six or seven months later, I decided to kind of follow my mom's footsteps and become an instructor. And so since then I've been doing that for, uh, like I said, almost five years now and I love it. Um, I, I teach full time. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So, um, how did that lead to, we like, cause I know you're saying in there that you, uh, you somehow, you know, you were on We Like Shooting before, right? Yeah, so, so, so how did that happen? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, uh, Sean messaged me one day and asked if I wanted to be a guest, not a guest, but a, a, a guest panelist on the show. And I didn't even know what a podcast was. So I said no. <laughs> and then <laughs> a few weeks later, he asked me again. And I think I just kind of gave in and I was like, all right. 
because I, I I guess I was just really nervous and right. I didn't have any of the proper gear to even, you know, like I didn't have a headset to plug in my computer. So I got one of those. And um, every time that I was on the show, I hated the way that I sounded. I hated just the things that I said because I knew that I was so much more smarter than that. And so then he kept asking me to come back on, come back on. And I kept saying yes, because I couldn't, you know, because I wanted to sort of do much better than I did, you know, the show before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he asked me, he's like, you know, everybody really likes you, um, which has changed since then. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. And, How yeah. so? How so? I mean, oh, you know. don't like me now. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> No, I'm that's just, all, it's all Sean. I think I think, yeah. you know, that's no. Sean in the background working against you. You have to be really like, careful with him. He's evil. Could be. So, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was I did the show for what, like about a year. I was on the show for about a year and uh, I eight, enjoyed eight, it. Eight months, something like that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But, you know, they say women are usually dramatic, but sometimes these guys. So. Being the only female with with a bunch of guys on the show, I just <laughs> <laughs> I already know. I already know. Yeah. So you so uh, and then so you went so you decided to go off and do your own show, right? Yes. Because you and realized I, you were too awesome for those dudes. I don't want to say I was too awesome, but uh, I just felt okay. like it wasn't really up my alley as much, and um, we didn't have a lot of female guests. And as you said before, so I'm the first female guest, you know, to be on the show for the entire show. So I think that with women being so, you know, they're pretty much, there's tons of women right now getting into the gun industry, but I feel like a lot of shows, um, a lot of these, you know, male dominant podcasts and such, they're not, you know, shining as much light on a lot of the women in the industry. Mm -hmm. So that was Mm -hmm. one thing that I wanted to do was, uh, definitely interview some of the women that I really look up to. Um, I think that a lot of people take themselves really seriously. You know, there's, there's a lot of egos in this industry and I want to create a podcast that was funny in one of the segments we do prank calls, which I'm sure is going to come back to bite me in my ass one day. But, uh, I think that it kind of adds. I'm surprised it hasn't already, to be honest. Because Lola and I were on the show with you guys. So I think your last episode was Lola and I, right? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> so we do prank calls. And honestly, they used to be fun when we were young. And now at our age, they, I mean, we definitely have to drink a little bit. Um, the last time we did prank calls, I drank way too much. And Sean had to end up doing all of the prank calls. He had to develop like 20 different personalities, which apparently is really easy for him. But <laughs> no, no, it's it's actually like the worst part of every week. Whenever we have to do prank calls, it's uh, yeah, it's the worst part of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've started this thing and now that's how it goes here, man. If you start something and then the people like it, you don't have any choice. Yeah. You know, and the people do. want it. You got to you got to give them what they want. Right. Love the prank calls, but coming up with the ideas and then figuring out who to prank call and, you know, it is stressful, but <laughs> it's, it's funny when we do play it on the show. It, it's definitely funny. Mm-hmm. And we so. go about them like so different because for a prank call, she'll like want to write everything down and like, she'll like be, oh, I got to plan this out. That's and- because I'm kind of like OCD. <laughs> like when I, even when we were going to come on tonight and I asked Sean to ask you about, you know, show notes, what's the, right. the topics 
and we don't have those. They're like, we I'm just going to wing it. And I was like, ha, joke's on him because I'm going to write an entire outline and then we're going to dominate this show. <laughs> For me, yeah. I just dial, I just dial the phone and when someone answers, I just make it up as I go. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Good luck with trying to keep me. You can ask Lola about trying to keep me focused. <laughs> how that goes. I think this. I see there's some people in the chat that want to know like exactly what's going on. Um, you know where where they find you, where they find the show, etc. So uh, you guys key us in on that. You know, both we like shooting and of course Gun Funny. Uh, so you can go on to gunfunny.com and you can find all of those links. We're on the Firearms Radio Network. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram uh, and Facebook is Elite Firearms and Training, but Gun Funny also has. So balancing out all of the social media is like a full-time job, which I'm sure you can understand. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's not, it's not easy. Keeps me going. So, okay. And then, uh, you know, we were talking about women in the industry. I think I'd like to uh, get into that a little bit more deeply because... You know, there's so many, oh man, there's, there's so many aspects of this to talk about, right? Mm -hmm, Definitely. You know, um, and I I think without a doubt, I mean, there's no question of this, you know, women are pretty much half the population, right? So this is not a thing that's just for dudes, it's for women. But the way that we look at, the way that we look at, at things as guys, and then the way that we look at women you know, it's completely different from the way that women look at this and, and the way that it, that they look at us. So can you, obviously you're a woman, you know, can you give us some of the, you know, what have you learned um, from doing this all this time? And, you know, what insights can you give us? What can you tell us about ourselves, basically, Ava? You know, uh, you know, you would think that being a female in the industry, you're not taken as you know as seriously. And I think that at the end of the day, you kind of set the platform for how you want to be treated. Um, if you demand, you know, respect, then you're probably going to get respect. But if you're constantly posing half naked with guns and you have no idea how to operate those guns, you know, you're not going to be taken seriously. Um, from your guys's perspective, I mean, I think that, I think that even like people that think that, you know, they can accept women in the industry. I still see that there is, they do treat women and men differently. And uh, just from being, you know, on We Like Shooting, when we would do interviews, Sean and I would do an interview together. And I noticed that the guest would talk to Sean and would not look at me when we were asking questions. He would answer to Sean, not me. Wow. So little things that you normally wouldn't think that I've kind of picked up along the way. Yeah. I mean, that's really weird because I would rather talk to you and not Sean at all, to be honest with you. I (laughs) think. But no, seriously, like I I would think that's what I was was thinking you were going to say when you started uh, framing that whole thing. I was like, oh, because that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've been trying to ignore Sean. I appreciate it. I fell asleep like a half hour ago. (laughs) Yeah. But so, so you noticed that as well, Sean, or? What? I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I actually fell asleep. What was it? No. Ava was saying that when you guys were doing interviews, oh. that the guests would literally just uh, keep eye contact with you and talk to you and not her. And you noticed, did you, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you did notice this. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you're actually doing an interview, you're kind of giving it your whole 
your whole focus. And I, I didn't necessarily notice, but she was definitely mad, like right after the one that, that I, that was probably the most blatant that we saw. And it wasn't until I went back later that night to watch the video, just to kind of figure out what was going on. And you just, I mean, you blatantly see it. It's it, the body language has changed and, uh, it, it, he absolutely was turning his back to her to speak to me. Even when she was asking questions, uh, she would ask a question. He would turn towards me and uh, answer the question to me. Uh, and yeah, just weird things like that. So, and maybe it was, uh, we've got friends here in this town that, that you can tell, like, just don't necessarily respect um, the opinions or knowledge or whatever of a, of a female in the firearms industry, whether it's on purpose or not unknown. But I mean, yeah, once you start to like kind of look for it and uh, just observe, you definitely I mean, do, you do see it. It's a bias for sure. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen that often. It's not as often as you think. I mean, for the most part, like like I said, if you you know if you want to be taken seriously, then I think that you kind of lay the groundwork with for how you want to be treated. So I don't think that it's you know it's it's huge, but it is something that I've kind of noticed. Right. I, I, I find that weird, but I know I know that um, obviously exists. I think some things are cultural or maybe how people were raised. But I don't I mean, and maybe this might be the problem. But if you were raised, if you had a mother, how do you ignore women? I don't I, I just don't really understand that. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult for my brain to compute that that thing unless unless there was something about your mom that makes that puts you in a situation where you're like, Oh, so I'm never listening to any, I know like my mom uh, was pretty tough, you know, in her days. And she, she's basically the one that raised us, you know, I have a dad and all that, but my mom, like every, like most people's moms, that's who put in most of the work. Lola puts in most of the work, you know, uh, when it comes to raising the kids, even though I've spent a lot of time as like a stay at home dad and all that kind of stuff. How do people, how do, human beings how do men get to that situation where they totally discredit you i think it's the topic because if you were going to talk to me about uh let's say laundry or cooking or something i'm sure that you would look at me and talk to me more so than you would look at sean but if you guys are talking about guns i think naturally men will talk to other men about it as opposed to asking me what my opinion is and taking it seriously (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I think that that's what it is. It boils down to the topic. I don't think that men in general, you know, um, are disrespectful to women or don't realize that they're there. They ignore them because that's the opposite. But uh, depending on certain topics, I think that they do. And to be 100 percent clear, if they want to talk to you about guns, absolutely. You are the right person to talk about guns. Also, extremely good at laundry. So I don't want to, you know. You know, I diminish, do, diminish yeah. your laundry skills. But, but don't, <laughs> don't ask me about cooking no. right? unless it involves a microwave. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, you don't want to try to cook hard boiled eggs in the microwave. Doesn't work. Makes a huge mess. <laughs> <laughs> I never try that. I just joke. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know what? It, it, yes. I, you know, I think I see some of these things and I wonder like, is this something that we were creating? You know, you were alluding earlier to like, I don't know. I, I hate to say gun bunny because, and here's why I'm going to tell you why. There's other there's dudes who are celebrities in this gun game. Right. And they might be celebrities. They, they might have some physical attribute that makes them celebrities. So they might be really good looking. They might have like muscles or something like that. You know, they might be really tall, whatever it is. Those guys, I don't see them trying to pretend that they're not tall or not, you know, 
so for example, Demolition Ranch, I mean, he uses, he tries to use as much of his cuteness or whatever it is, as much as possible. So I don't understand when that translates over into a woman doing this, if she's attractive, like, you know, dude, if I had muscles and stuff like that, you guys would be seeing me shirtless in every damn video. Oh, thank God you don't have muscles. <laughs> um, I'm not against that per se. I think it's just, if you're using that as a crutch and you don't really know what you're doing, there's just a lot of people in the industry that that don't really, you know, they don't know how to operate a firearm and yet they're posing half naked with one when there are so many more women in the industry now that are good looking, they know what they're doing, um, you know, like for SHOT Show, there's so many companies that will hire promotional models when why hire a promotional model if, you know, if you can actually get somebody in the industry that knows what they're talking about. So I just think that, you know, it's, it's whatever. Women fought to dress half naked. So I'm not going to say that, oh, I, you know, I'm against, you know, seeing a girl that is half naked because it's, it's a right that we fought for. Yeah. I just, um, I just don't like when you rely only on that. And no. there, you know, like there's so many people now that do, they know what they're doing. They, they, I mean, you see with Taryn Tactical, hiring promotional models does not work. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> uh, painfully so <laughs> for for him that doesn't work. Um, and, and you know what? But this, I think that's a point that you, that you just made that's really good, but not only for women. You know, Sean, like, well, how come these companies and I'm not I'm not saying Sean Ava just because I'm, you know, trying to get his thing on it. But um how many companies ignore all of us that are doing what we're doing right now? How many companies ignore all of us that make videos and, and we're putting things out there. And then when they go to get people to be in their booth, just hire like celebrities that really aren't into this thing or just hire booth models or people to come and speak for them that don't really understand this. That happens all the time. Yeah, without question, our industry has been changing. And historically, the gun industry has been, you know, 15, 20 years behind the times as far as adoption of new technologies, adoption of new media platforms, things like that. So, I mean, we just, uh, it's kind of what you would expect to see. It's probably what you see in every single other industry. Uh, It's just because it's kind of like the good old boy gun club that we've seen just such a, you know, a slow adoption of things like that. And I think it's improving. I think it's constantly changing, but yeah, you're right. Tons of companies won't, won't give us the time of day, but on the same token, I think a lot of them are kind of waking up and realizing that this is the, the, the new now, this is our new normal and that they better get with it. But once again, they're behind the curve, you know, yeah. several yeah. years now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think along that lines, Lola's uh, is um, asking me to ask you guys to explain what happened with Taran. Taran well, is it Taran or Taran? I always say Taran. Taran. Yeah. <laughs> don't know, don't care. <laughs> yeah. So explain to the folks what happened. And I think it's it's relative to what's happening with like the NRA and all that kind of stuff and what's going on right now. But explain to people who don't know what happened there. All right, I'll take it. Uh, so basically... I don't know. I guess here's the thing. Taryn Butler is an amazing shooter and has revolutionized a lot of things as far as competition shooting goes. I mean, he's a rock star in his own right. Um, definitely a, a, just a very accomplished shooter that we should all respect his capabilities and his abilities. Uh, the people who don't know, he was the one who kind of trained Keanu Reeves for John Wick. I'm sure we've all seen that video. And Taryn uh, surrounds himself with a bunch of female shooters. Um, 
there's always an entourage around him when you go to SHOT Show, NRA, kind of all these different things. And, and to be perfectly honest, I think it's tacky as hell. Um, some of them are proficient and accomplished shooters and some of them aren't. Well, one of these people, Rochelle Hathaway, uh, was actually several of Terran Tactical's uh, shooters or promotional models, however he wants to refer to them, but it's all BS in my opinion. Uh, they were rounded up for a Glamour magazine article in an offsite hotel at SHOT Show. Several of them came through and, you know, it was basically asking about the Second Amendment. They came through and said, you know, they, they walked the line and the company line and talked about uh, guns and rights and things like that and why they carry. And it was it was all very nice. And then you get down to Rochelle Hathaway, who is a flight attendant, uh, was her occupation in the Glamour magazine article. And she just basically lambasted and trashed the Second Amendment said that why would anyone need to own more than three guns? It's ridiculous. Uh, why would anyone need to own an AK-47? It's no, crazy. A semi-automatic. A semi-automatic. Yeah, semi-automatic sh- like, should okay, be illegal. Why don't you just arm yourself with a single shot revolver? Said if the government came to get our guns, she wouldn't even be mad. And I mean, just basically just tore it up. So uh, we like shooting uh, kind of broke that. We I saw it at like 11 o'clock at night, posted it. And by that next morning, it was it had gone just absolutely insane. Um, Taryn and Taryn Tactical put out a, a press release that was basically like, look, she's a promotional model. We didn't know. But again, I don't buy it. Like she had been in his videos and pictures and everything since 2012. This is obviously a friend. Uh, maybe he didn't know her. Uh, maybe he didn't know her positions on guns and things like that. But for one thing, she's wearing a Taryn Tactical jersey uh, in her picture in the article. And I, I find it hard to believe that someone would be that ridiculously stupid. Uh, to to know that they're at SHOT Show, to know they're there with a company that makes gun mm-hmm. products, to know that they're there with a person who's been a competition shooter in our industry for a long time. Um, I just think she didn't care. He called her promotional model. I say it's BS and just the whole thing was just as a disaster. And don't forget, it's not the first time that Taryn, Taryn Butler's been dinged for this. Uh, Amy Jane, Stolen Valor, claimed she was a Marine. She was another one of his promotional models slash shooters. Yeah. yeah, I think that the first person that you have to blame is him, not really her. I mean, you know, this is his business. He chose to do it. He's been doing it this way for a long time. I get it. It probably worked great in the 80s, you know, maybe even in the 90s. In today's world, it doesn't work. And and, and like with a lot of companies, these guys don't want to adapt. They don't want to realize what's going on. I absolutely don't think that there's anything wrong with having beautiful women. As Ava said, I think there's lots of beautiful women that that know things about guns. I'm, I'm always coming across those people. And, and a lot of times I'm like, wow, these people are more, you know, they're way more badass than me. You know, I always think that though. I always think that women are, are more badass than me. That's what, you know, I like that. And I think that's a good thing, but he didn't realize the world that we're living in and he didn't change and adapt to that. And it bit him on the ass more than once. And at some point, you know, you have to hold responsibility for that yourself. It's the same thing that's happening with a with most a lot of companies out there. There are companies that are starting to change and and realizing that and doing something about it. But there's still a lot of companies out there that don't get this. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he maybe he does realize it. Like, I don't know him from Adam, to be perfectly honest. And I've had people tell me that he's an amazing dude. But yeah, I mean, just the impression that I get as an out, as an outsider of his crew, but an insider in the gun industry, when I see them walking around, I'm just like, man, just it's 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 gross and it's icky and I don't understand it. And but you know, that's kind of what he's always done, and that's that's what lands him stuff like Keanu Reeves. So yeah, maybe maybe that it that's works. What lands him? I think. I mean, he is an amazing shooter. He definitely knows yeah. what he's doing. I don't know if him surrounding him himself with all of these women is what landed him that 
that gig. No idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure either. My interaction with Taran Butler is um, I actually did a video with him. You know, I think that it was arranged uh, through the folks at Glock at the time that I did that video. I had a friend that was working for Glock and she arranged that particular video. And he was talking about Keanu Reeves and all the training and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's a he's a Hollywood guy, right? You know, he's in California. He's he's in Hollywood. He's training lots of these guys. I think he also trained uh, Will Smith and uh, several other people out there how to do this thing. But ultimately, you're the person who has to take responsibility for what happens in your businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, man, I don't blame Rochelle Hathaway. Like, I actually felt bad for her. I mean, I, she has every right to have her opinion and I'll support that right to the death, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I, I blame the person who put her in that situation who I, I, I just don't see how you're with, around someone, spend time with someone over six years and have no idea that they're rapidly anti-gun. Yeah. You know, it's up to you to talk to people. And if they don't, if, if they don't believe, uh, you know, if they, if they don't believe this thing and you know, this is integral to what you're doing, which you should know if you're in the gun world, uh, we were having this conversation yesterday and, um, I think it caused some contentions with, uh, with, with like the folks that, that support us here in the chat, because I was, I was saying, and I'm not trying to like have this argument when the other guys on the panel aren't here, but I was trying to say that I think my personal advice to companies right now with everything going on, they don't have to do it. I'm not telling them what to do, but if they ask me, I would say my advice is get out there on your social media and let people know that you support the second amendment, you know? And then we had some, you know, we had some pushback over that and, and the guys were like, well, you can't make companies get out there and say they support the second amendment because they're corporations and they're this thing and they're that thing. But you're in an industry where that matters. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's uh, we hear newspapers talk about the First Amendment all the time and their freedom of speech. I don't think there's much difference in a gun company talking about how they support the Second Amendment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, like I'm wondering. I'm thinking to myself, is this a crime? Can you not say that you support something that's written into the Constitution? How did that happen? But you can say lots of other things, which I agree with. There's companies that come out and say they support, you know, a gay marriage. They support uh, people being transgender. They do all these things. I personally think human beings should be free. They should be able to do all that stuff. And then how come we live in a world where if you started a company or you run or work for a company, even if it's a corporation that that manufactures firearms or accessories, if you don't believe in the Second Amendment, shut the company down. You know, if you do believe in the Second Amendment, say that you you don't have to do any of those things. You can obviously not believe in it. Have a company try to make as much money as you want. You know, you can believe in it and go, no, screw that. I'm not getting involved in this. I'm not going to say anything. But then the thing that you really believe in is going to get flushed down the toilet. And I'm always trying to say to people that just like everyone else, just like all the people on the other side of this conversation that we're having, they are out loud and proud about who they are, and that's totally fine. I support that. We should also be out loud and proud about how who we are. And in, in our whole community, we should be like that, and we should know who we're dealing with when we put when we put them out there and when they represent us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So um, okay, Lola's writing questions on here. I guess things are coming in. Lola wants to know how can we get more women? How can we? Like, I don't know if that's like, how can I get more women, Lola? 
Can I have? This is relevant to my interest. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think there's lots of guys saying like, yeah, how can they get their wives and girlfriends involved in this? I think we get this question all the time. Like, what do you guys think about this? So I think it just boils down to, you know, making sure that they realize that nowadays, you know, the world is dangerous. You could, you know, you can go shopping or to the store or wherever, and there's a potential that your life could be in danger. So, you know, making guns pink or whatever, like that doesn't really work. That most women don't even like the color pink. But, um, you know, to really appeal to women, I think that one, you need to let them know that it's okay to, you know, it's not going to make you masculine if you know how to shoot a gun. Um, if you want to take up, you don't necessarily have to take it up as a hobby, but definitely know how to operate a firearm because, you know, you should know how to protect yourself. So I think that really just um, allowing women to realize that. And I think that the more women that get involved in the industry, it's like I said, you know, women, they talk. Um, if you become like, let's say, you know, I get into uh, guns and then I tell my girlfriends and I bring my girlfriends along with it. But I think that it really depends on guys always want to get their their girlfriends or wives involved. But I think that um, the responsibility is kind of in another woman's hands, you know, to get other women involved. And and I think that really just kind of preaching that it's just nowadays it just it boils down to self-protection. You don't necessarily have to take it up as like a huge hobby and go shooting every other day, but definitely know how to use a firearm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what, are you, what were you going to say with that, Sean? You know, I, I definitely agree with all that. And I just think, honestly, as, as guys, we we learn this skill and then we're like, OK, yes, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to teach everyone that, that knows what they're I'm going to teach everyone who seems like they don't know what they're doing. So I see it all the time at a range. You see a girl at the range by herself and there's going to be two or three dudes giving her pointers. And I say, we got, we got, Hey, I like your gun. That's a, it's a cool gun. And then walk away. But man, you just go over there and start like trying to be dominant and, and uh, pushing your opinions, pushing your thoughts, which 99% of the time that I see it, they're wrong. I'm like, yeah, that's awful advice. Just like, just, just stop, just step back, just let them have their experience. If they look like they're going to be dangerous, if they look like they don't know what they're doing, then it's okay to just step in and say, Hey, I just, uh, I noticed that, that, uh, it seems like you're new to doing this. Or if you have any questions, I'm over here and totally available. If you, if you need anything, just let me know. I'm right over here. And, uh, and then walk away, like try not to be overbearing, try not to be domineering and, and just let them have the experience. Like when I got into shooting, no one came over and like tried to tell me what I was doing, right, wrong, good or bad. I, and, and that's one of the reasons that I loved it because I could go, I could do it. There was no ego involved in it. I didn't have to worry about it. And when we go over and we tell them, hey, you're doing this wrong, why don't you improve this? We take that experience away from them, I think. Yeah, um, I, I think I agree with you on that. Like the the reverse of what you should do is put pressure on people if you want them to learn things. That goes for everyone, you know? Um, when you look at situations like what happened, um, what happened recently and what we're all thinking about, like the number one thing that I always think when I'm looking at that, when I'm looking at people being manipulated by the media, is these people don't realize what it is that they're fighting against. You know, they don't realize that they are fighting against their own freedom. 
And but you can't you can't like you can't force them to do that. The more that you try to force that that on them, the more they're going to push back against it or run away from it. And we have to figure out how to let you know, we have to figure out a way for people to see on their own that this is a tool and it's a tool that equals freedom. Just like any other tool, just like a car, like an airplane, like a knife, like a baseball bat, like our hands, like anything else that, you know, any other tool out there that we can use to hurt people or murder people, you know, it has the same potential. But most of us would use that to defend ourselves. And if you're out there, if you're out there saying like, oh, you know, no one should have this, then let's say, for example, that we waved the magic wand and these things disappeared. And then these young kids that are out there uh, being manipulated in this way, let's say there's a young woman there and there's now a guy who feels because he's physically bigger than her, he can force himself on her. How does she push back against that? Exactly. You know, and that's what, that's what they're trying to give up. And today they're trying to give that up. And then tomorrow when these kind of things, it's like, I don't know if you guys ever saw this video that came out, it came out, Sean, sometime around, I think it's like five years ago or so when I started doing this. And I think, I believe that we spoke about this before and we like shooting. There was this video of this woman, a mother in New Jersey that was in her home. And this guy broke into her home, this huge guy broke in there. And she had like her children there and he was beating the living daylights out of her, you know? And if you watch that video and you think, wow, you know, what if if you're if you're a husband a father and you you know you you want your your mother your daughter your wife to have some kind of ability to fight back in a situation like that where a person can't just come force themselves physically into your home and do whatever they want to to you and the thing about guns the thing that people don't realize this is the is the equalizer this is what takes away how old you are how small you are you know all of that, it changes that and it gives you freedom. There, there's two kinds of people in this world, Hank. There's people that watch that video and they think, oh my God, I, I will never let that happen to me. I will fight, I will scratch, bite, shoot, stab, kill. That will never happen to me. And there's other people who watch that video and they say, you know what, that's terrifying. Oh my God, who is going to protect them? Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and we have, I think we just, we, ne we need to find a way for people to realize like what you're actually pushing back against. You know, and, and what happens the day when the when the government decides to do that to you or anyone else? Exactly. Somebody on here just said what happens when Trump uh, takes all your guns and then turns against you, which yeah. is true. That's, uh, you know, that's why we have the Second Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing about this, and we've said this many times and people have said it. All of these people, all of these people who are out there saying this were just saying that Trump is a fascist, is a neo-Nazi. It's like the worst president, you know, this is going to be the end of freedom, right? You know, it's the same thing that I remember um, um, Whoopi Goldberg saying, if, uh, if McCain became president, we're going to go back to slavery. And in my mind, I'm like, there's no way in hell we're going back to slavery if I could defend myself. Right. Totally you agree. The, yeah, the force multiplier. Yeah. You know, so I think I think there's a way that that we can that we can reach people, but we can't force something on them. We can't because that's the opposite of what we're trying to do, whether it's your mother or your wife or your daughter or someone that you don't know. You can't force it on them. The time is going to time is going to show them how important it is to uh, for them to be able to defend themselves. 
Um, let me see. I don't know if you guys are seeing any other questions. I'm going to come up with uh, some of these other things here. Um, some people want to know, uh, are you seeing more women in your classes or your, are your classes, uh, your classes are not only for women, right? Let's start there. They're co-ed. Right. Um, you would think that I would be teaching more women. Um, it's still probably 50, 50. And I think the reason for that is there's a lot of guys that'll come to my class and they have no experience. They're middle-aged, you know, they don't want some, egotistical instructor, you know, dressed in 5'11 gear, just kind of drill sergeant mentality teaching them. No offense. Uh, so, you know, if they don't know what they're doing, they don't want to feel bad Intimidated, about asking, yeah. Yeah, about asking questions and stuff. So I get a lot of guys in my class um, and then I do get a lot of women, uh, but it's still, I would say probably about 50-50. Okay. Okay. And, um, and then there's another question. What was your first gun and how have you changed since that gun? Do you, do you remember? Yeah. My first gun. Yeah. It was only five years ago. <laughs> my first gun. I can't, re I can't remember five minutes ago. That's because you're so old. <laughs> yes, of course. My first gun amazing. was a Sig Mosquito, which what a piece of crap, but, uh, I bought it because it was that glittery purple and, I wanted a 22 because I was, I was, I'm so that worked. So that worked then it kind of, you know, it kind of did. Um, but it, I don't know. So I wanted a 22 because I'm actually, I'm pretty petite and, um, I was afraid of the recoil and somebody worked with me and, uh, I, until I perfected the 22. And then after that, I ended up buying a Springfield XDM, a nine millimeter, and I still have both those guns. I don't shoot them as much. Um, and then since then, it's just, you know, it's it's gotten very addicting. It's like potato chips where the minute you buy one gun, you're literally thinking within the next day, what should be my next gun? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Sean, do you remember? Because, you know, just to be fair to the guys here, equal time for the guys. Do you remember what your first gun was? Yeah, it was a Smith & Wesson M&P 40 Cal. Ah, uh, 40. You fell 40. in. 40. I did, so man. I had it for like a month. Boy 40 rounds. <laughs> I had it for like a month and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't like 40. And I went and traded it in and it was, I didn't know anything about guns. So they talked me into the 40. They're like, yeah, do this. And I was like, okay, this kind of sucks. So I went back. I was like, yeah, it's just, it feels really snappy. I don't really like it. And they were like, okay, let me tell you what, I'm going to put you into this 1911. <laughs> so, yeah. I bought, so I bought the 1911 and then uh yeah and then finally I came to my senses and got a nine <laughs> yeah it's um I don't know how that happens I think it, it may have something to do with like law enforcement I think that um lots of people I know in law enforcement for a long time I think they're changing their mind on that but they were into 40 you know and they and and they thought hey this is like the greatest thing in the world and and that's how people wind up doing things I think, so. yeah, I think you're right because they have law enforcement usually has the option between nine and 40 and people that's public knowledge. So they think that they need a 40. And honestly, I think that it also depends on the person behind the counter selling that gun. 40s don't sell that well. So if there's a newbie that comes in, they're absolutely going to push that 40. And I think that that's why a lot of beginners end up with a 40. Yeah, yeah it was awful. It was uh, very short lived. Yeah. I think my first gun, if anyone cares, I don't know. Oh yeah. Hank, what's your first gun? No, no I, I actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much what I thought. Was <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it was, uh, I come to ever ask me what I, how I feel. <laughs> um, so it? my first legal gun, let's 
start there. I'm not going to ask about. Because <laughs> yeah, that's important <laughs> to make that distinction. Um, yeah, mine was a, a Glock 9mm, Glock okay. 19. Still right. have it. Yeah, you know, and um, like I think once you go Glock, you'll never, you know, well, that's not true. People, there's lots of people that went to Glock and then have gone away to other things. But, you know, I'm pretty much like stuck in Glock. I still have a bunch of different handguns and all that. But my I, I now have like three Glock 19s. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I like Glock 19s. I like uh, I'm a fan of Glock. Um, Sean likes Smith and Wesson. But without, again, without it's, a doubt. But it's one of those things that I think certain people just, they shoot certain brands better. Okay. And I've seen it with my students, you know. Yeah. Well, also, well, also, yeah, there's a couple of things that happened to Sean. That 1911 maimed him. Oh, no. I love that thing, man. I shot that thing for a year in USPSA, uh, shot single stack. I, I, I loved it. I will always love 1911s for those. <laughs> there you go. So that that I think is one thing. And I think the Glock versus Smith and Wesson or anything else is almost like an iPhone versus Android. I guarantee, Sean, what are you? Android, right? Or did you finally switch over to iPhone? No, I'm all about the Android. Th there you go. I have an iPhone. Yeah, see, there you go. Ava's sensible. Of preference. And Hank, you have an iPhone, right? Yes, I'm yeah. an iPhone. Yeah, I'm an iPhone. Girls like iPhones. That's okay. I, <laughs> I am 100% secure with my masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's like one. It's a, it's a situation like that, you know. Um, the, the Glock pretty much does it for me, but I think a lots of people that and I'm not saying that you have to have a Glock. You can do whatever it is um, that that fits what you want to do. I, I wouldn't even try to tell people what to do in that case. But I think there's lots of people that are rebelling against Glock, and and a lot of the reasons are good reasons, you know. But there's people that rebel against it, and so they're looking for alternatives. Um, do you think you fall into that category, Sean, or you just never like Glocks? Oh, no, I, I think Glocks are fine. Uh, so I, I'm not attached to any manufacturer, right? I just care what I shoot the best. Yeah. I don't shoot Glocks as well as I shoot MMPs. I, uh, it, it's just something about my physiology. Somebody wants me to put the bow on. I, I, only, I only really put this on for the, uh, what's the name of that guy? The uh, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, for Johnny. Second. Gossip, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but you know, since the folks want me to throw on the boa, I was wondering. I was like, "What's going on right now? Did we not get the memo? We didn't bring our boas." There's that uh, huge gummy worm. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Watch this. I'm gonna. Talk. If that gummy worm is big enough to go around your neck, that's scary. Oh dude, it is scary. It is awful. <laughs> and, okay, she's got it now. Right, so oh lord. Oh, that's not. Is that a gummy worm or a dildo? Don't lie to me. Uh, yes. Well, Okay, I now wait. Hold on a second. Just can you just wait? Just hold. Yeah, just hold that up for a second, Ava. Because uh, hold it. Bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Just, just that is now the thumbnail. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that is not. I don't. You cannot make me believe that is a gummy worm. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a gummy Sean, worm. I'll take a bite out of no, it. No, I'm not eating this. Why? Nope. Yeah, that looks like a double-sided dildo. To That's be honest, with diabetes you. in a bag. <laughs> no, I am. That is that. Okay, that is a double-sided dildo. <laughs> that is not. Yes, we're going to send you one of your very own. <laughs> that is an edible uh, schlong. <laughs> it may be. So that was Aaron from We Like Shooting. He sent me that for Christmas. Yeah, he's trying to trick you. If he told yeah. you that was a gummy worm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I'm scared now. I'm scared. Maybe That's a setup. Should be. We're both biting. <laughs> separate ends 
Okay, like I'm, Lady for the Tramp. I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it. Like Lady in the Tramp? Yeah. Yeah, I say go if for it. Else, if anyone else calls you Tramp, I'll beat him up. Yeah, I say go for it, man. I want I would like to see both of you uh, with the gummy worm. Uh, what now? No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I started my diet today, so. No, that looks, that's a bit, I, I personally wouldn't do it if I was you guys. I do not believe that was a gummy worm, guys. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So I like yeah. uh, MMPs. I shoot them better. I, I I like Glocks too. I've got a Glock 17 in the office. Um, I like mm-hmm. those. The only guns that I don't love a whole lot are some of the Sigs, and uh, I don't love Springfield very much. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a high point? I do. I've got a couple. Okay. Yeah. Has a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Which high points? Which high points do you have? I've got the 45 and the nine. Okay. Cool. The 45. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Go home. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, people are trying to tell me this is a PG thirteen show. Like, where have you guys been? This is oh, this has this has never been PG thirteen. Oh, and you were cursing up a storm, so I just figured it was okay that I could, you know. You could totally, yeah. You could curse, absolutely, yeah. I don't. I, you know what? Here's what happens. I I get in a mode. So Jordan was here, so I wasn't cursing because you know. I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible for ruining his innocence. Right, like I'm not buying him beer, and I'm not going to cuss in front of yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So I think he said he was old enough to get beer. You know, what was he? He said he was 22, right, or 23. 23, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's a he's a really good he's a really good guy. He's not a kid. He's a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but um, yeah. So I was in that mode, but we can we can curse. We can talk about anything. All right, great. Yeah. We don't want to piss anybody off, but yeah. Well, we can. I was going to call this boobs and beer. But then, you know, we had like some serious stuff to talk about, which I'm happy to talk about. But I think also the folks out there that watch this all the time enjoy, you know, all the real the the real stuff that we get into and all the different things. Look, the other day I've got my one of my production assistants. He's not here because I think he um, he also wound up having to uh, I think he had to do some kind of work today in Orlando. But he's 20. I think I, I think he's 20 years. Yeah, 21 years old. And the other day on air, we were giving him the birds and bees conversation. How did it go? Um, I don't think I don't think we taught him anything. <laughs> um, did you tell him don't be silly and wrap your willy? Uh, yes, we did. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. What other, what other good ones do you guys have? That's why we've got the plastic on the gummy worm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Definitely keep that gummy worm. <laughs> Both of its willies. <laughs> no freaking clue (laughs) yeah so do you do you have any other advice um in that in that line for the birds and bees hmm yeah i mean definitely wrap the willy because nowadays it's just even if you're in a relationship for a little while wait i can i can say awful things now is that yes yes you can you can say whatever Uh, you never, never stick your dick in crazy Yes, that's a good one. Uh, that's my favorite. <laughs> I have literally never, ever once taken my own advice. <laughs> so what are you saying? You've put your own dick in your own crazy? Oh, or? That's just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. If anyone, if, if you guys don't know how me and Sean, wait, if me and Sean really hang out, like, you know, you could tell this is like the last half hour of this show. Hank and I are legit friends. Like we, we are friends. And have been friends. We kind of came up in this, in this industry together, honestly. Yeah. Yes. I think we've been doing this. You've been doing it like five years, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. About five years. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So we met like very early on in both of our uh, yeah. gun industry careers. 
Yeah. And you don't want to know. It's really, really bad when we start talking to each other. People. I know one time, um, was it Lola that was like, you guys talk about way too much gay shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like in Florida, we share, we, we, uh, we all had bunk beds. We were in this, this big, huge dorm with like all the biggest people on YouTube. And of course, Hank and I, we get bunk beds right next to each other. But then as if that's not bad enough, we go head to head. Yeah, you. I, I'm pretty sure you arranged that, Sean. I yeah, don't no. believe that was accidental that they put my bunk next to yours. No, I thought your CPAP was some kind of sexual device. So, oh, oh, you had to go there and talk about the CPAP. Oh, I was just, I was disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, listen, that's a that's how I get my energy, man. I need that sleep machine. I, I'm not too ashamed. You know, without that sleep machine, I I go Hulk pretty much. <laughs> that thing was awesome, man. Yeah. You know, but that that's not even the worst. Um, I don't know. I think I put up a little bit of video of this, but um, people haven't really seen. If you guys go back and look at that Brownells thing that we did. Yeah, that was really crazy night uh, sleeping out in the bunk. So here's the thing is Hank and I are in there and and normally we're like the loudest, most uh, boisterous, uh, just ridiculous people in the universe. We were we were outmatched by people's gas and snoring all night like I don't know what's going on, but people in the gun industry, like the snoring and the gas, it, it, it's awful. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I wreck veteran 8888. Uh, I'm sure I heard some stuff coming from his side of the bunks. Yeah. Well, the, the, the scariest thing to me, and if anyone can roll back in time on social media and look on social media, you'll see Guns and Gear doing this. And Guns and Gear was on last night. Guns and Gear, we're all getting ready to go to bed and everything. And everyone should know that Guns and Gear is fit, right? Like I was saying before, if I was if I was a fit dude, you guys would be seeing my muscles all the time. Dude, he walked around <laughs> with his shirt off the entire time. <laughs> so but this is what's scary. We're literally in like a prison-like situation. Every dude is talking like, don't drop the soap. Because we, we had those showers, you know, <laughs> like, like community showers. All that kind of conversations going on, and guns and gear. Did he have what? Like, did he bring barbell like barbells with him? Yeah, because he was he was doing like one of these things, pumping up. And I was like, "What the hell, dude?" <laughs> no, it, maybe it was a shake weight. No, but he like literally brought barbells. I'm like, you, you put those in your luggage, so you could bring like one t-shirt, one pair of shorts, and then fifty pounds of barbells. Yeah, yeah, he was doing his workout, and I was like, I don't need to see guns and gear doing the workout right now when everyone's talking about like prison rape type bullshit (laughs) you know so yeah that was that that was fun but that was a fun trip though i don't think i've ever that was the first time i've ever done anything really that we've we've we hung out we hang out all the time we've done things for years all around the country no matter yeah, <laughs> but that was the that was the first time that I did something with a whole bunch of YouTubers like that. And the ladies, the ladies, Ava, they had their own room and I was not even allowed to cross the threshold. Yeah, yeah. they were very, very strict about it. it yeah. The uh, the people that were running the yeah. place they were at. Yeah, I, I was just trying to, I was like, I just went to the door and I was like, can I just look? Can I get you some coffee? I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, don't even cross that threshold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get away from the door. Yeah, so, that, I mean, it was a good time though, man. It was, and, and everywhere we go, we always end up hanging out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's always fun. It always gets crazy like this. So uh, Lola wants me, uh, you to tell the folks, Sean, about We Like Shooting and all that for people who don't know. I'm going to assume that all you guys know about We Like Shooting, but either way, Sean should explain it to you. All right. Uh, where do you want me to start? 
how did you start We Like Shooting? Because you are the founder, right? I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Aaron and I. So we basically just started this website because we wanted to be able to keep track of our gun projects and stuff because we were just getting into guns. And uh, so we started this website and then we were like, hey, I wonder if people would send us some stuff and, and then we can look at it, talk about it. And uh, kind of. So you started this for free shit? Basically, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've told this story many times. Mm-hmm. We were like, I wonder if people just send us stuff and and then we can, you know, maybe check out some things that we might not otherwise be able to check out. And sure enough, uh, people started sending us stuff and then we were like, oh man, this sucks. This is so much work. Uh, this was a horrible idea. Why did we do this? So from that point, uh, we started looking for some other contributors to write articles for our website because we never had any uh, delusions of grandeur or anything like that. We were just like, oh, okay, cool. We started this website. Well, we might as well put some content out. And then, so we just started looking for people and we found uh, Savage and we found Jeremy and we found Nick. And mostly we just looked for people who would argue with us on Reddit and stuff like that. And we would send them an invite and just be like, hey, come uh, come write for our website. And those, those three guys agreed. So then we used to have these weekly meetings every single week where we would get on Google Hangouts and all of us would just talk about like what we had done in guns that week and, you know, what guns we had got in, what stuff we were testing out you know, reloading recipes, things like that, just whatever. And Savage 1R, uh, he recorded one unbeknownst to all of us and sent it to Jake, who was the president of the Firearms Radio Network and said, hey, do you think this might work as a podcast? Wow, okay. And Savage is a good dude, man. We should definitely mention him here because he's the guy that connected the two of us, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Savage, uh, huge. He he's huge into like Reddit and YouTube and all that stuff. And, you know, he introduced us to Hank and, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's really responsible for starting all this. Jake said, yeah, record me a pilot episode. And Savage came back and said, hey, guys, I just want to let you know that I sent this a recording of this to Jake and he wants us to do a, a pilot episode of a podcast. And my, my immediate response was, no way. I have no interest in doing that. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And uh, I was way against it. So then, uh, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit and then pushed it off. And then later on that night, I was like, you know what? Maybe we could do this. But if we do it, we're going to do it my way. I'm a control freak. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, well, if we're going to do it, it shouldn't be just something that, you know, flies by the seat of the pants. We should organize it and, you know, try to make it as professional as possible because I loved podcasts and I listened to a lot of tech podcasts, but no gun podcasts. So okay. we put together our first pilot episode and we send it to Jake and to Jake's credit, like we like shooting for people who don't know is like Howard Stern gun world type stuff. Like we, we say horrible things and um, we just, we have a blast and we talk about guns. It's just like five friends hanging out and, you know, having the time of their lives talking about the, the things that they're most interested in the second amendment and just guns and just everything, but horrible things are said. There's a lot of cussing. Um, and, yeah. uh, so we kind of did that. Jake said, sure. And then, so we just started putting out podcasts. We met every single week, uh, Monday nights, we would put out this podcast. We had fun guests. We made a ton of friends and then it just started to grow and it just started to grow and grow and grow and grow. And you guys are pretty much, I think at this point, you guys are the biggest firearms related podcast, right? I think so. So in February, 2017, so almost one year ago, uh, Jake sent me a message and said, Hey, I just want to let you guys know that you are now the biggest podcast on the firearms radio network. And I was like, say what now? Cause he, he didn't send out uh, a lot of stats or anything like that. So I, I really didn't know. I had no idea. And I, you know, I knew that people recognized us and talked to us and we got more comments than kind of ever before. And we were getting just tons of emails and stuff like that, but I, I really didn't know. So it was, it was kind of a pleasant surprise. Ava was on the show when that happened and cool. uh, it, it was just amazing, man. Just I think like, it, I th- uh, Ava, it's probably because of you. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. 
I, I was actually, it literally, I thought it, you said it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like he was finishing your um, sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Oh, now we're, now we're like, we're in like a trifecta. Exactly. No. Right, let's try it. All right. We finish each other's sushi. <laughs> so stupid. So when, when that happened, it was kind of that, that, and we had been doing things differently than anyone else. Like we, we had figured out how to monetize with advertising and things like that. We had done a lot of things that, that most podcasts and stuff didn't do. So yeah, I, you, you really changed the game. I mean, I believe um, you made it like a real hangout, you know, really like you're in a bar just hanging out with friends and you're talking about everything and it's not super gun centric, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we do talk about guns, but guns are almost secondary to just like the, uh, the, just the guys hanging out. And, and we get that so much. Like people are like, Hey, when I, when I listen to your show, I just feel like I'm hanging out in the garage with my friends, just, you know, shooting the shit and just uh, bagging on each other, but mm -hmm. also just talking about guns and shooting and all that stuff. And so somewhere we just figured somewhere we got lucky and figured out this chemistry. And then, you know, with me kind of being that control freak, I just made sure that we, we did it right kind of the whole way. I made sure we made the right relationships and just kind of figured out how to monetize that and how to turn it into something cool. And, uh, and we did it. So last October, uh, Jake from the Firearms Radio Networks hit me up and he said, you know, I kind of want to get out of this and I want to sell the network and I just don't want to sell it to just anybody. I want to sell it to someone who's going to keep it going. And just like when Savage came to me about the podcast, my response was, LOL, no. <laughs> I saved the message because that was LOL, comma, no was my response. You're right. You know, I'm running we like shooting. I've got a ton of stuff going yeah. on. I'm and just laughing because this is like a thing. Like I know you. So I know like, you know, you're very you're very professional, regardless of what, um, you know, the image that you put out. <laughs> However, it's like you really want to, I know for a long time, you really want to have fun with things and you don't want to have to like get in there and organize and be the grown up. Right. <laughs> well, it's just like I'm getting thrusted on you. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I told him no. And we talked for a little while and I was just like, dude, I'm just no, man, I don't, I don't have what it takes to, to, to add this to my plate. But then I start thinking about it and I'm like, well, okay, well, what if someone comes into the firearms radio network and we've got, we had 12 shows at the time. I was like, what if someone comes in and they don't know what it's like to be a part of this family? What if they don't understand, you know, how we do mm -hmm. things? What if they want to change things? And what if they, what if they wreck it and ruin it and make it horrible? And uh, so I was like, you know it what? It would be your fault. I, I felt like that would be the case. So I, I messaged Jake back and I was like, okay, just send me some, some financial numbers. Let me, let me see what I'm actually looking at here. And then I decided to take it on. So yeah, I took over the firearms radio network. Um, and then from that point, just uh, I, I realized that we needed to get some new content in there. So I've been bringing in new shows uh, left and right. Gun Funny as one of the first things that I added as the new president of the Firearms Radio Network. Um, medical was something that I was really interested in. So we added the Platinum 10 Medical Podcast. Trigger Words with Ryan Kleckner was a huge get for us. Just because Ryan Kleckner, he, you know, he's an amazing guy in the industry. I guarantee everyone who's listening, watching, whatever has seen videos of him. He was the sniper expert on Top Shot. He was the guy who stood freehand and shot a, a 50 cal Barrett, a oh, thousand okay. yards standing. Everyone's seen those videos. They may not recognize the name, but mm -hmm. uh, Kleckner is an amazing dude. And then uh, just all kinds of other stuff. After Action Project, which is a, a podcast that basically takes training uh, trainers and trainees puts them together and then they talk about the classes, like just some kind of crazy after action report and things like that. And then, uh, yeah, so it's, it's been a blast. It's been fun. I, I love it. Uh, I love building things and, uh, it's, it's been a huge challenge. So I, 
I'm yeah. up to it. It's 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 a blast, and uh, every every single day, I feel really lucky to be able to do what we do. Right. Absolutely. I'm proud of you, man. Um, you know, I, I know that you're the kind of dude to step up to the responsibility and really take this to the next level. Um, you know, I'm not saying like you didn't obviously pioneer doing podcasts, but in the, in yeah. the gun realm, I, I kind of think that, you know, even if you weren't the first guys to do it, you really did build this out, you know? And so now when you see everyone jumping into doing podcasts, myself included, you know, my first podcast I did was with you guys. Um, yeah, you were, you, know. uh, you were our first black dude that we had on the show. Yeah, there you go, man. Broke the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. The first black dude. And then that killed it. Right <laughs> no, man, we've had so many on since. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I opened you up to the black dudes. And that's the thing for us is we were, we're so just you agree ourselves. with that. You're agreeing with what I'm saying. You opened well, us up to the black saying, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what he's saying. <laughs> I know exactly what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say this real quick. Cause I know everyone's talking about it in the chat. Yes. The, we've got a lot of people watching, you know, it would be awesome for you guys to, to give us the thumbs up. So on, on behalf of me, I'm asking, please hit those thumbs ups. We really do need it. Uh, I haven't gotten into it just because we're, we're touching so many subjects, but we really do need that. It keeps all of this going, you know, and makes makes it grow so we can one day be like uh, we like shooting oh, and gun funny. So please hit the thumbs ups, guys. We really appreciate it. Huh? Gun funny has a long road, but we are making some pretty big progress considering it's such a new show. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, I'm super proud of like gun funny because it one of the things that, that I think is super important is like we've been talking about the show is like having those strong female role models, those strong female voices in our industry. And, you know, Gun Funny, I'm a co-host on the show, but like it's Ava's thing. Like her prank calls, that was her idea. I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, we're doing it. And, <laughs> and I was I like, okay. In, into doing most of them. Yeah. yeah. And but, then we yeah. also have a, another co-host, Lacey, who is a really good friend of mine because I wanted to bring on uh, another female. Yeah. Oh. And and I'm sure Sean didn't complain about that at all. <laughs> no, I'm like, if I have to be in a room with a bunch of chicks, yeah, that, okay, tie my hands. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Uh, yeah. A lot of people think that it's an all-women's show, actually. We get a lot I'm of sure they do. interviews, and they say that <laughs> they love the all-women's show. That's yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I totally believe that, because I see some dudes who are like, Hank, you promised, like, boobs and beer yesterday. Where's the boobs? It's me and Sean right here. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> you know, we should get uh, thumbs ups just based on that. But no, I mean, I think honestly that, you know, it's, I, I know it hasn't been easy for you to do all this, man, and keep it organized and, you know, figure out how to uh, fund this because it does, you know, as you get, if you, as you get into this, people think it's so easy and it's just like, oh, just going to make money and people are going to throw things at you. Even like you said, you know, you did it in the beginning thinking, oh, we'll get some free stuff. Eventually you get to a point where even if that's happening, it, it's not free stuff. Nothing's free. Everything has uh, strings attached to it, you know. Um, and, and there's a lot of things that you guys pioneered along the way. For example, Patreon. We were the first gun content to ever use Patreon. We used it for years before other people started moving on. Yeah. I mean, and you told me about it years ago and I went there and I was like, okay, I'll make a Patreon. I never did anything <laughs> until the whole YouTube adpocalypse smacked us upside the head. You yeah. Know? And I mean, a lot of stuff like, look, I, I, I don't claim to be a genius by any means. And sometimes I just get lucky. Like a long time ago, like three or four years ago, I just, I was watching YouTube videos and I was like, damn it. 
these ads are getting on my nerves. So I was like, look, I'm not going to put my faith into YouTube, which is a platform that I don't own. I have no control over. So we just demonetized all our videos. And I was like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a different way to make money because I just, I don't trust YouTube. And uh, that's when we found Patreon and started doing the crowdfunding. And then we figured out ways to, to get companies to give us money. And I've had so many companies tell us it's like literally the best money we've ever spent marketing. And I think that's just because the podcast format is so intimate because when you hear our voices on the podcast, whether it's Who Moved My Freedom or Gun Funny or We Like Shooting or any of the other 16 shows on the Firearms Radio Network, it's intimate because it's like headphones or sitting in your car in traffic. And it's just, you sit there and it just feels nice to have people talking and people that you can relate to. And I think that's just so great. And I think it's, you know, I think that's been a part of our success is just kind of just being a part of the community, just being real people. And you know that very much, Hank. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, and then along that lines, I mean, where do you think this is going? Obviously, you know, you, you were there at, I'm not going to say the beginning of the whole like YouTube and, and social media thing, right? Because there's a bunch of guys that came before us in the, in the gun world and, and um, you know, kind of built that up. And then we're almost like, you know, <laughs> some jokers that came along in there after a lot of things happened. Like, I know I started doing it after the fire Armageddon. I think so did you guys, you know, on the tail end of that. So where do you think it's going now? What do you think the what do you think the future of this is? The future of like what podcasting or of all of this stuff. I mean, obviously we're living in a world. I think I don't think ever the internet's ever, never ever going to go away. But you know, the way that people are getting their information is just like we were talking about at the top of the show when you look at things like what CNN did and a lot, look dude, even when I was trying to look at the footage from uh, CPAC, I was disgusted. And I was saying to myself, this is why I don't have, I don't pay for cable TV yes, and I don't look at this crap, you know? And I think we'll see that. I'll see, I think we'll see just like us. I think we'll see more cord cutters as we go. Like, uh, I know Ava doesn't have cable. I don't have cable. You don't have cable. We're all cord cutters. I think we'll see more of that. I think we'll see kind of everything is cyclical. So we're going to see print make a little bit of a comeback. We've seen Athlon Outdoors kind of take over Harris Publications and really just kind of run with it really well. We still see Recoil Magazine doing really well and things like that. And it's not because print was ever dying. It's because they just figured out a new way to do things. They're focusing on digital. They're focusing on print. And that's kind of what I really think about podcasts and things like that is just we need to figure out constant ways to, to move that mark, constant ways to figure out how to work with our listeners and our audiences and things like that. Um, video podcasts have been a thing for years and years and years. I think what you're doing here is a video podcast. And... You know, I think we'll just continue to move in those directions. I don't really have any great prognostication or anything like that, but I, I just think we'll just continuously see these cycles. We'll see certain things get popular. We'll see certain other things go. You know, the popular thing right now is like really short videos, whereas We Like Shooting is two and a half hours long. We have two shows a week now. We Like Shooting and then Double Tap on Wednesday nights. So we've got two and a half hours and then one hour. So we're putting out three and a half hours of original content every single week. But I think now, you know, some of the shorter stuff, like the Gun Collective came in and they were like, oh, okay, cool, 15 minutes and less. Let's do that. People loved it. We see Johnny uh, Johnny from 180 Second Ideas come in with Gun Gossip and 180 Second Ideas and what, three minutes? Now we're seeing three-minute content. And I think we'll just continue to see that. But nothing fancy still out there, 40-minute videos. So, you know, I just think we'll constantly just roll through these cycles. And as long as we can figure out ways to put out all these different types of content and engage with our listeners and audience, I think we'll all be successful. 
Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. Um, I think it's a lot like a restaurant, and and most successful restaurants today have you can go in, you can sit down, you could you know you can sit at the bar, you can sit down and have a lo- a, a big meal, you can order stuff and just go there and pick it up. You know, you can get something really quick. I think that's what all of this is. And people are deciding what they want to partake in because, yes, you've traditionally the podcasts were longer and now people are doing shorter podcasts. At the same time, you had shorter just videos. People were doing two and a half to five minute videos. And now you see all those like with vlogs and you see the vlogs now going to 15, 20, 30 minutes just because everything keeps constantly changing. Yeah. And vlogs are something that's interesting to me. I feel like I've missed the boat on those uh, for the most part, just because I I wasn't paying enough attention to the industry because I was so focused on running. uh, We like shooting, but vlogs is something that I wish I would have really started pushing like a year ago, because I'll tell you what demolition ranch, like all his off the ranch. Like I watch that stuff religiously. It's, it's one of my favorite YouTube channels and I find them profoundly interesting. I know uh, Tack Daddy was doing a vlog that I thought was pretty interesting as well. And a lot of people are doing them. And I, I really feel like I, I have stayed well ahead of the curve on a lot of things, but I totally missed the vlog boat. Yeah, and I, but I think that's not a bad thing. You, you were doing your thing. Um, you know, what would you, what would you most like to do in this, Ava? Do you have, uh, are you doing what you would most like to do? Or is there something else that you're aspiring to here? You know, it's funny because my degrees in English and communications and people used to ask me all the time, what are you going to do with that? You know, are you going to be a teacher, an English teacher? And uh, and I used to get so annoyed because I'm like the fact that I could speak well, write well already gives me sort of a leg up on most of the people out there. Um, But it's funny that now I am actually a teacher. You know, I just don't teach English. I teach firearm safety. And uh, as far as the podcast uh, I guess to a degree, you know, I'm using my communications uh, degree, but you know, I, I, uh, I still want to get a handle on the podcast. I think that it's going in really great directions. A lot of the guests that we've had are just really impressive considering it's such a new podcast. Uh, like on Monday, we just interviewed Lena Michalek and on Monday that's going to air. Uh, so we've had, you know, some really impressive guests um, I mean, you had Hank and Lola Strange. I was just getting ready to say, yeah. we, we've had the best, yeah. so it's all downhill oh, yeah. from yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you only go downhill from here. No disrespect to uh, anyone f- from the Michalik family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. So I, I think I, I haven't really been planning too much beyond the podcast as much because, like I said, it's still pretty new. Um, I, I literally just concluded today that I'm like, okay, it's been seven months that we've been doing this. So it hasn't even been a year. Yeah. Sean's going for the. No, we're gonna, we must be getting hanged. We're going to do the lady in the tramp thing. I thought. No. Oh, <laughs> I don't think. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm in for a lot of things, but be sure, be sure about this before you do it. I mean, I was, Hey, I, I will tell you right now, it'll wind up being a snippet, but I'm not trying. To. I could just see people memeing this. No, are you kidding me? Like that, that jerk Johnny from gun gossip. I was in his video two weeks in a row. The last time. I made that uh, you were? Yeah. yeah. That stupid wig and vest on that stupid bull in Las Vegas. Do you remember? Uh-huh. Did you watch him ride the mechanical bull? Uh, at the brown. Yes, I did. Yes. I saw it. Yes. We were there. We were, I didn't realize I was leaving when he was getting on that thing. I didn't realize what the hell he was doing. Yeah. I didn't realize he did that because we were there. We were in that room, but then we left. And um, I think everyone was looking for Sean and they were like, where the hell is Sean? 
And yeah, so that's knocked off on the bolt. He didn't even last that long. No, no, I, I didn't last that long. It's a common problem in my life. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you know what I was going to say, what I was going to say to you, Ava, in regards to what you said, like, I think a lot of times if you just focus on, on doing what you're doing and doing it well, and obviously just, you know, keep your eyes on the horizon, a lot of this stuff will morph into things. And like Sean said, is nothing's really changing. You still have magazines, you still have TV, you even still have radio, but it's all, it's all changing. I mean, lately here, radio stations are getting real cheap because people are getting out of the business, but that doesn't. That doesn't mean that radio stations are all going to die and disappear. I think new people will come into all of these spaces and do it in a different way. The way that Recoil did with magazines, because in, in, a, in a space where there were all these gun magazines and they could not stay in business and they went out of business, Recoil's kicking ass, you know, and that's mostly because they're, they're focused on what they're doing, you know, and, and basically they understand who their audience is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and they focus on that. You ride the bull, Hank. You huh? should. Why didn't you ride the bull? Why didn't I ride the bull? Yeah. Because I knew what was going to happen. You weren't intoxicated <laughs> enough. Whereas, yeah, well, that's another thing. <laughs> no, I was not drunk. That was the awful thing is I made these horrible, horrible decisions completely not drunk. Yeah, you should be drunk. That's when you make better decisions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. there's a lot of infamy behind uh, <laughs> me yeah. being drunk. Yes, I think you do. You, you're way better when you're drunk. You're no good when you're when you're not drinking. Yeah. John has limited himself to two drinks every five Which minutes. Lacey and I are like, okay, dude, do whatever you want. But he's like, okay, this is my second drink. I just want everybody to know. We're <laughs> That's like, so not true. We're like, okay, you can have a third. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Is it a forty? Is it a forty that he's drinking? Yes. yes. <laughs> it was a four loco. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's do this in the in the final time that we have here. Um, I mean, I, I think we're having a great conversation, but let's. Do you guys have some guns? Do we call it Gorn? Do you want to throw in? Let's do some Gorn here at the end, which basically, um, you know, gunpoint. So that's what we call oh, it. Man, I'm I'm actually really glad that this is Lane here because we weren't aware that that's what you guys do, but. Uh, look at this gun that I just assembled as of, it was just a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm using the, oh wait, can I talk about this now? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I got super excited. So yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm using the Spikes Tactical, the Snowflake. Logo. Oh yeah. Let's see that. Up, can we see that up close? I don't know how close you can get that to the camera. Yeah. Now I see it. I know that your upper, your magazine and the handguard have like a really crazy pattern on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. Kind of reminds them of uh, that zebra, oops, that zebra stripe gum. But mm. what I was going with is because of the unicorn that's on the lower, I wanted the upper and the handguard to kind of look like a unicorn. Not the unicorn horn, because I know that it's not colored, but I wanted it to be in the colors of a unicorn. And uh, um, it's off the grid Cerakote. They did that for me. Okay, cool. A really good job. Um, and then... Uh, what company is it that has these, the little stickers? Patriot something? Patriot Skins. And it's it's a, basically a picture of Unicorn, um, which I wasn't really, I didn't know what they were. I should have actually looked into it. But basically, you they send you the stickers depending on what type of magazine you have. So in this case, it's a hex mag. And then you have to put the little stickers on, you know, individually. So if you oh. have OCD, I don't recommend it because... Yeah, that's a lot of work. I spent like a lot of work. too much time putting stickers on my magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
okay, go ahead. Okay, looks like um, is that it? Are you done? What what else? What other parts do you have there? Uh, are you the other parts are uh, Matador Arms, their Fury Grip that they just okay. came out with. They just released it within the last month and a half, uh, two a few, months, couple months, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then is that a Lucid Optic? I see. It is a Lucid Optic. Yep. Yep. Lucid Optic. Strike Industries Viper buttstock. You already say that. Yeah. Did you talk about the facts and barrel. Muzzle device, gas no, block. No, I was getting there. Oh, my bad. Don't <laughs> you stole her thunder, wow. damn it. Wow. Gosh. Uh, so Matador Arms Handguard, they are a sponsor of uh Gun Funny. And then the Faxon Mantic- Pencil. Manticore Barrel. Arms. That's what I said, I thought. Nope. Oh. Okay. Manticore Arms. <laughs> what did she say? Mancore? Uh she said Matador. Matador. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Matador, it would be the grip and Manta. Uh, Manticore. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he Jedi mind tricks you just now. Manticore, a former <laughs> advertiser with Gunfire. <laughs> so uh, that's the handguard. And then I have a Faxon pencil barrel. Which is awesome. Faxon, Faxon is... They make, some, they make some really good... I think I actually yeah. have all of their barrel... All In all of my ARs, I have their barrels. Oh, I do have that BSF barrel, which is like carbon fiber coated. Yeah. Or wrapped or whatever, but um, dipped, dipped. No, it's yeah. it's wrapped. It's it's yeah. a pretty expensive barrel. I but I haven't really had too much time to play with it to give you guys my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Now, what is this gun that Sean has here? Well, I just literally ran into the other office and grabbed any gun that I could see. So this okay. is my Remington Versamax Tactical that I use for a three gun. Oh, okay, cool. That's so you're still three gunning it up. That's good, right? I know. After the unicorn AR, I feel like nothing's really that adequate. So yeah, this is... <laughs> now, is it time for bed? Uh, let's see. I guess I've got this uh, custom Glock 17 with a Tharos slide oh. and a shield. Says the red guy dot. who doesn't like Glock. No, I said I do like Glock. I just don't shoot Can him as well. Can you stop pointing the gun at Hank? Well, oh. I can want to. I don't, feel, I don't feel muzzled or anything. <laughs> Muzzle you. Muzzle you back. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, I do like the shield sight. That's kind of fun. And then I also grabbed if you grabbed your high, he point. said he didn't know what to grab, so he grabbed like three guns. <laughs> that was just well, a- no, seriously, like you should see the office. It's, this this yeah. is the uh, Grand Power Excalibur in nine millimeter. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah, that looks cool. What do you think about the Grand Power? I like it. I like the Excalibur. It's fun. Uh, diff- interesting barrel lockup, rotating barrel, uh, definitely yeah. ported and lightning cuts and all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I really- just found out about those. So you, you do you like that for for three gun or two gun? I haven't shot it in competition. I've shot it quite a bit, uh, and I do I do like it. It's comfortable. It feels good in my hand, and uh, I shoot it well. The one thing I don't like is that it has an ambi safety, and these paddles are like ridiculously huge. So I'm constantly bumping them and uh, taking it on and off safe. So it's not something I would definitely uh, love. But besides the safety, I do like the gun. Okay, very cool. And I'm gonna, you know, here's what I've been working on lately. Have not shot this. This is uh, from the Farm Gunworks. This lower, it's a nine millimeter lower that has a uh, last round bolt hold open built into it. You can't see it right here unless I put in a magazine, which I haven't done, but there you go. So that's from the uh, the Farm Gunworks that made the lower. And then everything else pretty much came from uh, GunTech. So yeah, I saw that on Instagram, I think, today. Yeah, I just got a chance to throw it up today. I, we did this a couple of days ago, but with everything going on, I haven't really been able to show it. And then, you know, it's got the SIG brace from SB Tactical back here. But if you notice, like we kind of like split it a little bit, but I don't think there's any problems 
uh, with it, getting it on there, even though it's got a little, see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we kind of forced it on this uh, pistol, <laughs> this pistol buffer tube here. But it's still, I mean, it seems solid or whatever. So it's, you know, it's still a pistol. But all the, the upper and everything came from GunTech. They actually put this together for me. And then all the little parts, including uh, the iron sights and all that came from GunTech, the grip. I didn't even realize that GunTech did polymer. So, you know, we're, I'm going to be doing quite a few things with them, full disclosure to everyone. Um, they're not coming on as a sponsor or anything like that, but we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with GunTech. They're based in Arizona. I think they make a lot of uh, cool stuff, you know, and their prices are good and all that. Uh, a lot of people like this muzzle device that I have on here, which is like a nine millimeter slip over. And yeah. it's actually, um, it, there's some screws that you can't really see here. I don't know if I could... You can see it. So this is this is not pinned, but, you know, it's there. It's on pretty tight, but you could take it off and then put in a suppressor or whatever you want to. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Did this did the screws allow you to divert gas to affect the recoil in whatever way or? Um, no, I mean, I think most of this is just for the badass look of it. Cosmetic. Yeah. 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 That's pretty I'm, cool. I like the way it looks. Yeah, I'm probably going to take it off when I put on a suppressor. So once I actually shoot this, we just threw it together and I've had it here in the studio and I haven't had a chance to shoot it at all. But I'm going to shoot it, test it, make sure it works. Zero the sights and all that kind of stuff. And then I'll probably throw a can on this and actually carry it around in my bag. Yeah, I like it. That's fun, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of nine millimeter. And then it's probably one of the reasons why I can't get out of Glock because, you know, I'm a... Right. Glock fan. You have to have reasons why, you know, things you use your Glock magazines. I don't know where you guys come down on that. I know lots of people don't care. They'll just go with the uh, cult mags or whatever, but I'm one of those dudes that has to find other things to do with my Glock magazines. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I'm all about using the same mags and multiple guns, the same ammo across a bunch of different platforms. So yeah, I like that too. Yeah, absolutely. I see people are talking about their um, different things. Do you guys have any, uh, do you have any cool gun projects that you have coming up? Yeah, I'm working on a uh, facts and firearms build. Um, I'm working on, we've always got like 50 different things going on. So yeah, yeah I've, got the, I've got a facts and build going on. Um, I have a, one of those spikes, snowflake lowers. I also just, uh, Des tactical arms made a bunch of laser engraved. We like shooting lowers that I should have. Sweet, sweet. Shout out to Des. Um, by the way, those are cool dudes. Yeah. I, love I know they've, they've been with you forever. Yeah. They were actually the first people to ever send us a gun, uh, as a yeah. review item. And I remember that. I remember. Yeah. yeah. I love those guys. So yeah. Uh, congrats to Brian who just had his, uh, first child with his lovely wife. Oh, cool. And, yeah. Yeah which actually held up our laser engraving. So I'm not mad. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I saw him at a show and he introduced himself to me. Like I didn't remember him. And I was like, dude, you're Brian Zawatowski. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was like, what? How did you even, I don't remember names. You know that. I was, getting ready to say, I was like, you don't even remember my name. <laughs> but you know, I can't forget that name because I had to learn how to pronounce it. Exactly. It was like a, yeah. a, a 10 minute course. Yeah. So that's cool. They're making their, I, I like collecting lowers, by the way, if anyone knows me, I like collecting lowers. I need to get one of those snowflake lowers and I guess I've got to go get myself um, one of the Des tactical lowers too now. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, I'm really happy. So he actually did the, uh, we like shooting laser engraved on one side of the magwell. And then on that same side of the magwell, uh, he's selling a matched upper and lower, but you can also buy a dust cover that says hashtag WLS is life, which is oh. something something our listeners put together. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. 
Okay, cool. So Ava, what are you what are you working on? Uh, I'm working on customizing a 1911. So I bought a uh, just a SIG uh, TAC Ops 1911. I got it in last week and I just kind of want to customize it, you know, kind of mill out the slide. Uh, I put the, are you familiar with the company Valkyrie Dynamics? Um, I think I, stuff for 1911s, they, okay. I put their, uh, they have like a muzzle break for 1911s. So I put that on there. Uh, I ordered a few of their grips, uh, matching grips to go with the muzzle. So I'm, I'm hoping that when I'm done, it looks pretty badass. Okay, it won't cool. look like the unicorn. Okay. The unicorn was just <laughs> sort of a one get, off. You get so many gun parts and you're like, all right, what am I going to do with this? And you know, yeah. are you getting flack for the unicorn? <laughs> uh, no, a lot of people said they liked it. Some people said they'd pass, but I mean, whatever, it's cool. <laughs> you could do, this is freedom. You could do whatever you want with your yeah. guns. I honestly, I mean, I did it just to kind of piss off, you know, people that hate yeah. guns. No, I, I'll be honest with you. I think if you buy a unicorn, if you buy a snowflake lower, that's what that is. They don't call it a unicorn yeah. lower. I think it's snowflake lower, right? And if you buy one of those, the whole point is to make it totally obnoxious and annoying. Like, Sean, read the, read, uh, what does it say? Uh, selector. It says yeah. uh, safe space, triggered, and full lib turd. Yeah, exactly. So that's the whole, like for anyone who doesn't see that, that's the whole thing. If you build one of these, you don't go practical. You go totally ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh, so oh, folks want you guys to, can you hold it up like this a little bit? I don't know how close you can get it to the camera so people can, uh, and I'll lock it on you if we can get it to focus. This is so. the hardest workout that Sean's done all week. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make Sean keep holding it in that position. She for, can't even lift this gun. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, Sean. No, that's cool. All right. So you know what? You guys have been you guys have been here for a long time. I don't want to, you know, let's uh let's wrap this up. I would definitely like to have you guys come back, you know, either like individually, collectively, and do stuff with us. Let us know what's going on with you. I think it was fun. Did you guys have a good time? Absolutely. Had a blast. Absolutely. You finished my sushi. Sushi. Again. Sushi. Okay. That's the, the, yeah. That's weird. We got to, we got to work on something else. We'll yeah. get it. We'll get it. It's Instead fine. of sushi, we should say, like, you finished my, I don't know. What can we say? I don't know. My uh, farts. You finished my farts. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Sean's you farts. you, <laughs> you complete think my farts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I start, I start the number two and you finish it. Uh, Hank, they're saying, please come back, guys. Great show. So uh, awesome. Yeah, I think I think the folks liked you. <laughs> so right now I host We Like Shooting. I also host This Week in Guns. I'm a co-host on Gun Funny. And starting tomorrow, I'm going to take over as the main host of Who Moved My Freedom with Hank Strange. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'm down for it. OK, so you know what? Let's um, I think that's pretty much it. Do you guys, um, Ava, did you have anything where you want people to follow you? What's the what's the place you prefer people to go the most? Uh, really? So I'm mostly active on my Instagram, which is elite firearms and training. And then if you guys want to subscribe to, uh, YouTube or iTunes, um, I know we're trying to get on, uh, iHeartRadio, So we need, we need a few more subscribers to, uh, Spreaker, S P R E A K E R. And if you guys just, it's on, uh, it's on our Facebook page on gun funny and Instagram. Yeah. So if you guys find that, I'd appreciate it. But Cool. And, and Sean, what stuff did you want folks to follow? Uh, you can find us everywhere. You can go we like shooting.com slash show. That, that's basically our feed. You can subscribe to us on YouTube's iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere that fine podcasts are Did served. you say YouTube's? 
Or uh, did I hear that wrong? I think I said, what did I say? Did I you? don't know. I thought I heard you tunes, but <laughs> <laughs> just check us out. We like shooting.com slash show is our show. And uh, we're on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, all at we like shooting. Yeah. You should start that show on YouTube's. I'm going to right now. <laughs> Go right now. Um, you discovered it right here. Okay, guys. I'm, uh, you know, Ava, Sean, stay right there, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us um, for so long and all the great comments and all that kind of stuff. All the thumbs ups. We appreciate it. Um, I don't know who, what's going on tomorrow. Who do we have? Lola. Okay. Lola can't even. Lola, woman. Yes. Who's coming on tomorrow? Canic Fanatic. Oh, okay. So the guys from Canic Fanatic are coming on tomorrow. So join us. It's going to be a fun Friday show. Lola's not even going to be here. I'm not going to have anyone to blame. I'm just going to freaking talk to myself. You're not going <laughs> and, to have a babysitter? No, no. No one's... This is going to go really off the rails tomorrow. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's just going to be me here in the studio and the Canic Fanatic guys. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, join us for that, guys. We're out of here. Thanks for watching. Peace out. Deuces. Bye, guys. Peace.